You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio. I am your host, as always, Ryan Nightsey. And with me, as always, is my other host. Uh, it's not my, he's, I guess, your host, technically, Scotty Edwards. Scotty. My other host. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How's it going, Scotty? It's going good. You could have said <laughs> co host. You could have said anything, but my other host. I, oh, it just... feels. I don't know. I have this like weird thing where like I never want to say co-host if I call myself the host on accident. Just call me your Taz to you uh, to your Excalibur. Okay, that's not bad. That's not that's not a bad because I usually end up singing a song, and you know Taz usually sings a song, uh-huh. and you usually take the lead, so it only makes sense that we mm-hmm. are Excalibur and Taz. And I you usually just to, you I, just need a mask. I usually make some sly comment under 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 the radar. And then we laugh about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this that is. But I'm doing great. Fine. Okay. <laughs> well, well, let's do. Let's redo the intro with the with these things. Okay. Ready? All right. So right, we're gonna redo the intro. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio. As always, I'm Excalibur, and joined with me, as always, is Taz, the human. Ruby, 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 so sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That was perfect. I think there was nothing better that could have gone correct there. We had two starts in one show. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get we'll get more, I guess, maybe later. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see how the show goes. Um, uh, Scotty. How are you doing, friend? Uh, it's another week. We're another week here on Ring Post Radio. Wonderful. It's it's that time of the year, Christmas time or holiday time. Happy Hanukkah to those celebrating. Yeah. Uh, is it over? Is it over? No, I, I believe Hanukkah's. I believe Hanukkah. Start at the beginning over. of the week, right? Uh, I believe so. I mean, I'll look it up. I'll see what day of Hanukkah we're at. Yes, please do. Uh, but happy holidays to all those wonderful people out there listening. Um, but it is a, the busiest time of year for many of us. And what comes with the busiest time of the year, Ryan? Wrestling just never slowing down. No, it's yeah. just every <laughs> single week. It just does not slow down. I mean, last week I thought we had nothing. And then, you know, we had something yeah. by the end. We had a, uh, we had a hit very, topic for the streets. Yeah, yeah, the streets loved it. I'm very excited, though, to talk wrestling today. Uh, I think we got... Uh, two under the radar shows to preview today, and then we definitely have uh, plenty other things to talk about. So it should be a wonderful edition of Ring Post Radio, or our worst episode ever, which I don't, you know, you never know, you never know with us. That well, that's the thing with like podcasting is that whenever you start a show, you have no idea if it's going to be your best show ever or your worst show ever. So it's it's always. It's always like a fun gamble for us to see. I can what guarantee happens. you, I could make this the worst show ever. Well, we already started our show twice, so maybe, maybe we're on the right track. You know, who the hell knows? I guess. 
Um, well, let's talk, talk some news. Let's get talk some wrestling news that happened this week. Kind of a light news week in terms of like big talking points. There's a couple things that happened at least. Um, let's start off with uh, actually the big news points I have here, Scotty, are two big women's news uh, on both sides of the globe. Uh, starting off with Konami. Uh, Konami, after returning uh, to face Shuri in that, um, what was it, SWA? No, not SWA. UWF. Well, it's SWA title match, UWF rules match. Yes, UWF rules match uh, in a losing effort. She announced that she's going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus from wrestling following the 1229 stardom show. Uh, She didn't necessarily say when she is coming back. She just said that she is planning to take a hiatus. Uh, yeah. on, on top of that, it was also announced that Julia uh, is going to be facing her at that 1229 show, which is, I believe that is going to be Julia's official return. I don't think she's yes. returning earlier. Than Hell that. yeah, it is. Hell so yeah, it is. We get a return and someone's final match for the time. Konami getting dropped on her head on the way out. <laughs> Doing uh, the stretcher job. The, the Konami news wasn't shocking for anyone that was kind of, you know, paying attention mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, she had health issues until coming back for that Sherry match, um, which, you know, kept her out for nearly two months, I think, off the top of my head. Uh, and really, you know, she's been going nonstop for a couple of years now. So, you know, taking time away from the ring to help yourself is never something I think any of us um, are against. And I think it's a good move for Konami. Uh, Rossi Agawa, who is, you know, head booker of stardom, said that uh, the the stardom door will be open for when she's ready mm-hmm. to come back. And she said that the match with Julia will not be her last match, which is a welcome sign. Uh, if you remember... After the Konami Shuri match, Shuri was, you know, kind of just all out crying. And it's, of course, because she knew that this was going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that, uh, you know, Konami is able to fully heal up in all the ways she needs to. And I hope, uh, you know, sometime in 2022, she'll be able to come back because Konami is very good. And uh, she's going out. She's going out against... You know, if it's not Utami, it's not Shuri. Going out against Julia isn't too bad. Yeah. And uh, Julia, of course, coming back, which I guess is news in itself that, you know, having an official return match is usually a good thing. Mm-hmm. That means her checkup uh, that she had, she said earlier this week, I think, must have went very well. So that should be exciting. Uh, but again, Konami, go get well and see you in a bit. Yeah, I, she... Like you said, she's been going pretty nonstop for quite a while now. And as you know, obviously, there's the physical toll of all of that. There's the mental toll. I don't believe she took a break really after uh, Hannah's passing. No. As I recall. So, you know, I, you know, well needed. <laughs> well, mm. A well needed break, I'm sure. I think she's certainly earned it. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't wait to see her back and see, you know. Yeah, she's gonna be great when she comes back as well. So. Oh, and of course, uh, the faction match where either Momo or Starlight Kid switching factions mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense now uh, as to why 
they are switching a certain someone into the faction. I will say, though, uh, Konami tweeted out yesterday that Julia was one of the only people or the first person really to remind her of Hana Kimura, the way she, you know, just kind of presents herself. So I thought that was very nice. And uh, it'll be two, almost two years to the date that Julia had her one singles match with Hana, which is really good. Uh, so it should be a special uh, night for both of them. I don't expect you to know anything great. I mean, Konami's leaving because she's having health problems. So yeah. it should just be special, uh, special night for them. And again, yeah, wishing her nothing but the best. On top of that, another great singles match announced for that show. So definitely yes. a show to watch at the end of this year. Yeah, if they wanted to stop at the five matches they already had, they'd be set. But <laughs> <laughs> Mayu's not on the card, so that's not happening. No, yeah, they're gonna keep giving us great stuff, and they're like, okay, I'm, I, I guess I'm here for it. I, I was down... like, oh great, we're gonna have a seven-hour WrestleMania. I was like, oh well, <laughs> uh, on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Well, I mean, I think Wrestle Kingdom is also happening. Wrestle Kingdom it's night the, one. It's and the week two. after. Yeah, it's the week after Wednesday and Thursday, I think. And then the Noah show kind of, you know, New Japan Noah show that Saturday, I think. So we're going to be we're going to get slaughtered with good wrestling, uh, good Japanese wrestling. In about yeah, you and me are going to have to just. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll have to watch it all. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, I got to watch all the stuff. I was At least watch. next year, there won't be a match race to you know, mm-hmm. kill us. So yeah. I will be able to be like, all right, I can watch this. And I don't have to, you know, go out of my way to watch AEW Dark anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Speaking of AEW Dark, I guess uh, would be the transition there. Uh, AEW Dark typical competitor, uh, Big Swole, uh, announced Swole. that she, uh, I love Big Swole, that she announced Swole. that uh, over Twitter that her AW contract uh, has run out. They are not renewing it, um, you know, and then, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's kind of a big news item. Mostly, you know, Big Swole is not someone that AW was typically using. They, they had stuff, they were using her during the pandemic. And then once they started back touring, you know, they didn't really use her that much you know throughout her career there she was battling crohn's disease which is obviously something that she's going to continue battling throughout um so there's there's the difficulty in that in terms of regularly using somebody um you know she was a very charismatic she had a good good work um you know just things happen you know when when this company is starting to sign more and more of these free agents and wwe's getting rid of more and more of these people I think that's also a bigger the bigger talking point here, Scotty, is, you know, I don't think Big Swole is the last of these quote unquote AEW originals to uh, to head head for the hill, not head for the hills. That seems like they're running away to just, you know, just go off, you know, have their contracts run out and that's it. I think I think people are just going to have to accept that this needs this needs to happen. Uh, AEW paying. I think it's different if you're paying someone per appearance rather than a full-time contract. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people signed to full-time contracts that are never going to touch TV anymore. They're just not, there's just not enough room. For them, and that's the truth. I'm not going to name names because this is, you know, this isn't uh, calling people out time, but you know, when you add 
CM Punk's and Adam Cole's and Brian Danielson's and, uh, you know, full-time Thunder Rosa and Ruby Ro- Soho and, you know, name after name after name. And that's only, you know, in the past couple months, really, there's, you know, who knows who's coming and who knows, you know, there's definitely people coming. And so those, and those AEW originals that helped make up the, you know, bottom mid card of the, uh, you know, first year of shows, mm-hmm. their spot just isn't there anymore. And I think a lot of people understand that. I mean, people forget Joey Janelle is signed to this promotion and you're never going to see him probably really wrestle on TV too much unless he's got a match with someone that, you know, kind of asked for him. Like if CM Punk or Danielson asked for a match with him, which probably won't happen, uh, then he might get onto TV, but that's just the reality. And I think people just need to accept that. Uh, They're not going out right and just releasing everyone. That's not what's happening. It's just contracts are expiring. Yeah, I want to also bring up that point because obviously, you know, there's people I think nowadays most of wrestling Twitter is like they understand what it really means, but there's still the yeah. section of people that don't understand it. You know, like Tony Khan, AEW at large, you know, they could have easily, you know, a, two months ago, three months ago, cut Big Swole, cut et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they could easily do that. They you know, maybe the financial person could have been like, yeah, we should. We're going to save money if we cut them, right? But no, the the good moral thing is you have a contract. You're They're obligating, not obligating. Yeah, no, they're obligating the contract and they're allowing her to still continue to get paid, still take booking. She's still on dark and whatnot. Um, you know, still be able to go outside and wrestle and do do things on the independence. It's not like she was, you know, holed up in a closet and and wasn't allowed to hold up in catering, let's say, and not allowed to do anything. No, she she was able to go off and do other things, work on herself, and they were able to help support her in that. You know, that is that is the more honorable thing to do, and that's what they did at AEW. But yeah, no, I think uh, Big Swole. I think you know is. There's. Do you think is this a is Big Swole leaving another hurt to that women's division narrative of AEW? You know, she was someone that a lot of people liked. She was very charismatic. Is she someone? Is she leaving someone that's going to officially really hurt the women's division, or is it you know the women's division at large? Something that you know her leaving her there in the present form that she was there did it really matter? I guess. I think on the basis, you know, losing someone in the women's division isn't necessarily the best when that is still probably the weakest aspect of the promotion. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, to be the realist here, I don't think losing Big Swall is going to necessarily hurt the division. It's not like she was in the TNT title tournament. She hasn't been really on TV I don't even know if she's been on TV this year. Uh, I don't remember. Like, the last time she was on TV was probably a rivalry with Britt Baker. Like, that's the last time she was full-time on TV, and that was last year during the pandemic era where they had a match in a dentist office. Like, there's just – 
Big Swole had a tough time. I know that. And uh, I think really it comes down to this just being fair for both sides. Um, it's It's not a sense of, oh, well, they didn't like you, so they just didn't sign you back. It wasn't that. It's just I don't think the – I don't think there was a need for them to work with each other anymore. Uh, Big Swole, last time she was on television, was December 16th, 2020. Everything yep, everything question. since there was dark and dark elevation. She was on AEW All Out, of course, in the Casino Battle Royale. Uh, but besides that, no, she has not been on TV uh, for an entire year. The tooth yeah. and nail match was September 5th at All Out 2020. Ah, uh, yes, that was not the best show. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was not. The pretty poor show, actually. Big Swole's last match in AEW was against Alley Catch. Can you believe it? I'm so sorry. Her first match out of AEW will probably also be against Alley Catch. So that's yeah, I can see her pop, popping up in GCW for a bit. Well, do you, uh, let, let's let's keep the ball rolling here. I don't know if there's any more conversation we have about a Big Swole. I don't know. I don't know oh. if she's going to get picked up by anything necessarily, anyone necessarily. You know, I, I could see WWE maybe going back and having an interest in her, but also it's NXT and WWE, and we'll get to all their nonsense. But Impact maybe Imp- Impact's not bad. I would I would like her in Impact. I think there's I think there's spots for her, but I think also the challenge, the the bigger the bigger conversation talking point of like now that oh hold on actually I don't want to get back into this conversation. Um, so <laughs> the. In a weird way, AEW is like the place to go in terms of wrestling, right? In terms of American wrestling. And now when these contracts are ending up and they're not renewing them, and you're someone like Big Swole or, you know, whoever you can be, you know, you you brought up Joey Janela, you know, he's, I I would say, a cusp wrestler maybe for for renewal. Um. the hard part you have right now is WWE is probably not going to pick up Big Swole, right? They could. I think they could and they should, but they might not based off their recent, you know, uh, talent they searching. Ring of Honor is gone. And so that's, that's if you're leaving AEW, there are two places left. If you're leaving WWE, then you can go to AEW, right? But if you're losing, leaving AEW... You can't go to WWE. You can't go to Ring of Honor unless you're like, you know, you can't go to WWE unless you're like a huge star. Yeah. You know, like what, where is she going to go? I mean, it's GCW. It's Impact is like the next big television spot. There's MLW. There's, I mean, there's NWA. And and like, you know what I mean? Like now that Ring of Honor is gone and WWE is not accepting these people, it's even like once you, when you're leaving AEW, it's incredibly hard to find these contract spots. Yeah. I feel yeah, bad for her. Yeah. It's a good point. Uh, like you said, I'm not going to get, I'm, I'm not going to get too much into it. Cause I think this is a topic you and me have talked about a lot, but it's, it's a good thing to kind of like make note of because yeah. we don't really think of what happens to those who leave a W because we haven't really had anyone leave a W. So yeah. uh, just wishing big soul the best. Yes, I do. Um, and then real quickly, uh, just just we have to do it for the street, Scotty. 
uh, NWA Hard Times 2. We got it. It was our biggest topic last week. Everyone loved it. The streets are talking. The streets are saying. Sola Sokoa called me up. He said the streets are talking. And they're fighting. Hey, 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 time out. Whoa, 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 whoa. I like Sola Sokoa. I do, too. Don't talk ish about Sola Sokoa. I'm not talking shit. Great splash. Very, uh, very Uso, um, but, like, almost kind of cooler. Don't talk ish about Solo Sokoa. They don't put him in the same sentence as NWA anything. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I only want to bring it up. Uh, uh, Scotty, did you watch NWA Hard Times 2? No, I didn't watch a lick of it. <laughs> I saw some pictures, and I saw some news bites, and I laughed. Yeah, there's certainly some news bites. I've seen eight of the 13 matches. That's um, eight too many. <laughs> uh of what I saw, it was actually, you know, it was like fine to good. You know, it was actually. You know like, what's my favorite part of the pay per view? What's that? That shitty ass crowd they got. Well, there, was so there's, a, there's an explanation to that, apparently, according to. Yeah, yeah. Corrigan. It's called their mid. It's called cool. NWA is mid. NWA is trash. According to Billy Corrigan, at Corrigan, the studios that they're working in is a government building. So there are like already high restrictions on in terms of COVID stuff. Oh yeah. So, According to Billy Corgan, he hires a lot of shitty people too. So I don't want to listen to him one bit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but I wanted to bring it up on WA Hard Times too. Not only for the streets to get real Scotty's hot takes off of it, <laughs> but there are some news items. I'm like scorching right now. <laughs> I can't wait. So there's some news items. And I just want to get your thoughts real quickly on all these hot takes, real quick on these hot hot bits. Uh oh. So there was eight title matches i believe at nwa hard times too scotty if you were to guess how many titles changed hands you know typically on a pay-per-view or show you get a couple how many titles do you think changed hands well i didn't get a celebratory mike knox championship win so i'm gonna go with zero yeah that's correct <laughs> they had eight title matches and zero title changes this show was you want to talk about hard times <laughs> <laughs> This show, and I don't like it when pay-per-views do that, especially when you have eight title matches, because then the pay-per-view lives and dies on the quality of the wrestling. Uh, and then, you know, the you know because, you know, you don't have a, a title match to energize you. It lives and dies on the, the wrestling. Uh, I watched eight matches. There was some good wrestling. There was some fine wrestling. There was nothing I saw that was uh, awful, Scotty um you know i would recommend maybe Doubt it <laughs> i would recommend maybe the ogk uh aaron stevens jared kratos match um i would that was one of the only ones i would have considered watching so um, that's fair because i'm one of the only people in the world that openly admits that they like matt taven that is that is accurate you're the only person <laughs> in the world um, oh, I'm the only person in the world. <laughs> listen, listen, time out. No, 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 no. Matt Taven is from the streets of Massachusetts. He's not really from the streets. He's from Massachusetts. Instantly, instantly, I'm going to cheer for him. He's not a bad dude. Uh, you know, he gets a lot of disrespect because he had to be the flag bearer of Ring of Honor when the elite left. And people just like to blame him. It's not his fault. I'm Matt Taven. No, I just like when he does that. Uh, uh, it's, it's something. I don't know. 
Perfect. Put some respect <laughs> on Matt Taven's name. My apologies, sir. Uh, the other news bits that I saw coming out of it. Did Austin Aries win? Yes, he did. Uh, of course. He was in the opener. <laughs> <laughs> Little bitch. Uh, he was in the opener. I, I did. What I did With notice. tin foil hat. I did notice the thing about uh, NW Hard Times is that they were <laughs> doing a lot. They had a lot of outside stuff out of their typical roster. Like they opened with Austin Aries. They opened the forbidden door, aka the fucking forbidden door to every other promotion in the world. Uh, <laughs> I hate this company. <laughs> other things that they had uh uh after the which was actually my favorite match of the, what I watched so far surprisingly the end versus La, La rebellion NWA tag team title match it was actually pretty good um uh and I'll give I'll give I'll give you know praise where it is I guess uh after that match uh you told me Paro didn't win no he did not win Paro did not win um uh after the match La Rebellion are standing in the ring and JTG comes out and then he says he's got it. He's, 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 he's going after the tag titles and he brought a friend and that's none other than Dirty Dango, formerly known as Fondango. He's, Crime Zango, baby. So he's no, he's, no. no he got no. nothing. Uh, so he's showing up in NWA. So that's Rest a piece That's a that's a perfect. So he's picking up a, a, a. They're picking up people, I guess, in Dirty Dango, right? The big names only. Mm-hmm. Oh, they also announced at the. Oh pre- my god, it gets worse. <laughs> uh, well, this is a weird one to me. They announced during the pre-show through an injured Darius Lockhart, uh, for some reason, uh, because he couldn't compete in the gauntlet because he got injured in the taping. I think the day before. I don't know what happened. Um. They announced that they have a new YouTube show, new digital show called NWA USA that is going to be starting in the new year. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Isn't all of NWA in the USA? Yeah, you would you would you would say that, right? That you would say yeah. that NWA is typically in the That's United like a, States. <laughs> That's like <laughs> If AEW made a show, AEW USA, what? AEW Florida, what? Why would AEW you name this? Literally never left the United States for a, a single show. I oh my god, I, what? I, I, NWA doesn't leave Atlanta, so I guess that's the difference. Maybe that's the difference. Yeah, the first season, the new show was taped Friday, December 3rd in Atlanta. So I guess that is where Darius Lockhart got injured during that it taping. It was already taped? Yes, they already taped it and they announced it uh, that same day, I guess. Um, hashtag this promotion. Hashtag this promotion. Hashtag this sucks. <laughs> what if I told you, apparently... No, don't tell me anything. <laughs> this is great. The main event... Uh, looks to have been Ricky Morton. Oh my God! With you know, coming in by his son Kerry Morton. Of course, of course, yeah. Against Austin Aries. Oh my God! Oh my God! Austin Aries is so winning the NWA World Title. 
Well, it looks like he might be winning the junior title first, so we'll we'll see when we get there. Uh, and the other big bit that came out of it uh, was that Trevor Murdoch retained his NWA title. Uh, and following the match, none other than the trademark pending deathmatch king Matt Cardona comes out. He looks down at the uh, at Trevor Murdoch, picks up the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Uh, raises high in the air. So it looks like Matt Cardona is in NWA and looking to challenge for that title. Hey, it's a big name. It, you know, he's a big name on the uh, the indies and whatnot. So he's he's a he's a draw, I guess, you know. No, 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 no. no time out. Wait, wait, wait. It's not even it's not even Matt Cardona I'm upset about. It's the fact that I'm thinking about the history of the NWA World Championship, <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, who the hell thought Trevor Murdoch should be holding this title? And then I thought about Trevor Murdoch for Matt Cardona for the NWA World Championship. That is, uh, that is bad. That's, uh, that's not going to be a good match. There's no way that could be a good match. It, no, I think the ceiling is three stars. Well, that's a fair ceiling. I'll give you that. I think the ceiling is three stars. I haven't seen enough of Trevor Murdoch's work to really say so. <laughs> you said I've never seen a good Trevor Murdoch match, so you know he's not tough. he's not bad. And in in NWA lore, he was a he's the he was the right champion to put the title on, uh, in in the NWA world. Hey man, I'm my job is to follow the the world of professional wrestling, and NWA I mean, if, if Trevor Murdoch can win the NWA World Title, uh-huh. then think of the lowest person on the WWE totem pole. They can also win the NWA World Title. I think. Think about just, that. I think that just goes to show where NWA is is situated <laughs> as a promotion. Is that uh, a way for Dominic Mysterio to win the NWA World Championship? Yeah, baby, let's do it. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's the title match I want. Uh, but yeah, no, that was NWA Hard Times, I guess. Oh a, my a quick, god! You want to talk about Hard Times? Quick review of Hard Times too. <laughs> hard Times is me having to sit here through NWA talk. Hard times is something about a plumber and a baby boy and something. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I don't remember the promo. I think you're losing your mind. Yeah. Well, all right. See, I'm going to reboot now and I'm going to be back to normal mode because NWA talk is over. Yeah. Do you mean, do you want me to uh, reboot us with the uh, our hit music that we can probably only play the first five seconds of? No, probably not. We probably should not. Okay, okay. Well, let's talk about um uh how do I do a train? Speaking of of colorful language, no, that, that we don't think anyone's cursed at all. Maybe you should have just said colorful. Speaking of uh, speaking of Dusty Rhodes creations, uh, let's talk about war games. <laughs> did Dusty Rhodes make that? No. I think he did. I mean, he was part of it. He didn't make NXT. Well, no, but he made. I thought he made War Games. Did what did Dusty, did Dusty Rhodes? Oh make yeah, that? he did. I thought he made War Games. That's what that was my transition. Anyways, NXT. ready, ready, ready. Here's my William Regal impression. War Games. I'm sorry, no, William Regal is no longer part of NXT, so I don't know if that impression works. All right, all right. I'll do my Braun Breaker impersonation then. Yeah, please. War Games. It's not get it. I never got. I, like, I never got to the pitch. I like that never. you puffed out your 
your oh, traps. I had to. Your traps. I had You're to. like, oh, I yeah. Had to. You, know, you know how much of a chance Braun Breaker has of winning tonight? Uh, I don't know. 100% chance. You know how much of a chance Tommaso Tampa has? Zero. That's how the math works, ladies and gentlemen. That's how the math works. I forget what they call it, like big boob, big booty nephew or something. Yeah. Yeah, the big booty nephew. <laughs> Well, let's talk about that match first. Of course, NWA, not NWA, WWE oh, NXT, <laughs> NXT 2.0 as his War Games event tonight. The if you're listening to this, the day of uh, uh, twelve five is what the day is today. Uh, if you're listening to it, I don't know why I'm explaining it so much. Uh, anyways, uh, in your main event, probably is going to be the Black and Gold team versus the 2.0 team. Johnny Gargano. The poster looks sick. Johnny Gargano, LA Knight, Pete Dunne, and the NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa taking on the team of Braun Breaker, Grayson Walla, and Tony D'Angelo, and the NXT North American champion Carmelo Hayes. Acknowledge me. Have you seen the poster? I have seen the poster. Oh, yeah, it's sweet. It's a pretty I like dope that poster. they did the black and gold. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually okay. 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 Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm. I am. That's the only thing. My. That's my only job in this podcast is to hear I you. Actually, out. this is a good point. I'm actually looking forward to this paper. Really? Which, which, I know is dangerous because <laughs> NXT 2.0. Yeah. And I think NXT 2.0 is actually doing a lot of things right. Maybe it's not really how people want it, but NXT 2.0 is building stars, and that is the goal. That is the goal. Build the new people. Build the new people, and the way they're doing it here is they're doing nxt 1.0 or whatever you want to call it nxt black and gold poppy poppy nxt yes of course and i think that is the way you have to do this it just makes so much sense almost too much sense and you give him big shots to guys like braun breaker carmelo hayes tony d'angelo grayson waller i think three of them three of them have a shot at being something very soon, uh, Tony D'Angelo is going to have to get rebuilt because there's no way that the Gabagool is going to make it. Uh, love him. The, love Gab- him. the Gabagool has maybe a month left. <laughs> and Yeah, yeah. And you have, on the other side, the perfect cast to get them over. You got Tommaso Ciampa. You got Johnny Gargano. You got the heart and soul of NXT on one side. The heart and soul. That's a good start. You got Pete Dunn, who I have no idea what the hell he's doing. I'm not going to lie to you. 27 years old, clearly has re-signed with the company because uh, he's still here because he was around uh, He was around the same time as Adam Cole, supposedly. Uh, so clearly he re-signed. And then you got LA Knight, who's not really uh, black and gold NXT, but whatever. He's but he old. is poppy NXT. <laughs> he is poppy NXT. He is fresh poppy NXT. Uh, but as as much as much as people probably are like, hey, well, NXT 2.0 is not what it used to be. Someone wrote this great article I saw on uh, FightGameMedia.com how they rewatched NXT Arrival, which of course was the first NXT uh, special mm-hmm. back in the day, and how you know you went into that show not not with major expectations. You didn't really go in with any expectations because you didn't know what was going to come out of that show. And what happened was a incredible brand came from there. You had people on that show like Bo Dallas. You had people, you didn't have all this indie talent. 
that's not what that was back then. You had a little mix of here and there, and that's what you have tonight. And that is why I have hopes that this show can be good. And I think NXT 2.0, for all its faults, is doing the right thing. I think that's a fair argument. I think I think you're right in saying that a lot of the comparisons to NXT is like the immediate comparison is to the black and gold brand. And right. And, mm-hmm. and, and really, people aren't even comparing it to like the poppy year. They're comparing it to, you know, indie peak years of like yeah. 2016, 2017. And even which then, yeah, which is even then that's four years old. Um, I would say it has gotten way worse than that, but yes. I can, I can maybe, I can maybe concede in the argument that in, I'll, I'll concede like 20% of the argument and that, that NXT is building stars within the NXT universe. Right. Like, like, I don't, you know, you know, you're looking at the ratings and whatnot and, and then the, and this the, show shouldn't be on TV. I got to start. No, yeah. there. I, like, that's my big, that's my big thing too. It, it shouldn't be on TV. That is also kind of how NXT had NXT on the network had a safety bar because you don't see the ratings. You don't know how many people watching it. It's only built up the hype of t- social media. You well, don't get to see actual performance ratings. You know, what's the crazy thing about NXT 2.0, because this is how I've started watching it, is this is a show where you have brand new wrestlers just throwing new gimmicks at the wall and seeing if they stick. Mm-hmm. That's what this show is. That is what NXT was. Yes, of course. Got like, cool. it, It's trying to figure out gimmicks. If you watch every NXT episode from the very, very, very beginning, you would have seen Mike Dalton. You would have seen Tyler Breeze. You would have seen that change for him like that's what we're seeing it just happens to be on television now and i think that's what's probably hurting it like in people's eyes because like you said they're looking at 2007 nxt uh not 2007 2017 nxt and they're thinking of it as oh well why isn't this as good because it's not that anymore you have to look to the pre definitely the pre-television days, but pre-super indie days. You need to look at those NXT arrival yeah. days. That's, NXT that's, a better, that's a better comparison point. Yeah, because then it's an easier show to understand. Don't get me wrong. There are things on NXT 2.0 that are absolute shit. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. There's just some terrible things on there. There's a lot of terrible things. They had Karen yeah. Q just being a sleeping person on a couch last Tuesday. Correct. So, like... There's a lot of bad, but they the the whole thing is they're trying to just throw things at the wall and see what works. And that's how developmental truly works for them. That's just how it always has. That's and, that's how Tony D'Angelo is over, is that he is just a, a gimmick thrown at a wall. They to Bailey didn't have that for 10 years. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that. So now they do again. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, having these specials is fine. I mean, putting certain people inside war games is a little scary. Not on the men's side, more so on the women's side. Yeah. Uh, is certain JC Jane, who nearly kills herself on a tope, let alone in war games. But uh, I, I am cautious. I'm cautious. Mm-hmm. But I'm optimistic this can be solid. Uh, I think 
at the end of the night, hopefully all people will be talking about is what the new breed were able to do uh, or, you know, what the old breed are going away with. That's- yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's tough. I think I think even when you compare it to those early days, it's tough because I'm looking at the first match on NXT Arrival being Cesaro versus it was Cesaro Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn. I know. It's... Yeah, we're not going to get that match. You know, we're no Cameron no. Grimes versus Duke Hudson is not that. J- Joe Gacy versus Roderick Strong is. Not hey, Joe Gacy. I know, like his gimmick's ridiculous, but he's actually like a good wrestler. If you you know look past the ridiculousness, and he's fighting Roderick Strong. That's fair. I, I, that's fair, I guess. You know what they should do? They should just, you know, put Joe Gacy and Duke Hudson together, cancel the match, and do Roderick Strong versus Cameron Grimes. That would be great, but that's not what we're getting. No. Uh, well, talking about that War Games real quickly, uh, I, I think both of us are fully, I think most people are fully expecting Team 2.0 to win this one. Uh, and they should. Yeah, I, I would, would not be, be surprised if the end of the match is Braun Breaker pinning uh, Tommaso Ciampa. So, yes, I think I think if the decision has been made, uh, and I want to bring up how Tommaso Ciampa uh, posted an Instagram story or post today saying, if this is the last time we share the ring, I have two words for you. Thank you, of course, that is to Johnny Gargano. And I kind of, I, I don't know if this is the last Johnny Gargano show in NXT. It certainly looks like it might be. Mm-hmm. And I think that is massive because I think Johnny Gargano gets a lot of hate now. Like, I think he gets an unbelievable amount of hate. But for a long time there, when NXT was at its height, he was... He was that guy that you'd say was the main character yes. of the brand. Yeah. He did him and Champa did everything. They went through the way they came into the promotion was just as two guys. They put them together. They become this great tag team. They have these great matches with the revival, uh, and uh what the hell is their name? Authors of Pain. Mm-hmm. They break up. Champa gets hurt. Gargano climbs his way back up to the top, has that phenomenal, phenomenal title match with Andrade. Uh, you know, Champa comes back. They have their series of matches. I still think that they just they, they ran through them way too quickly. I think that is a fair gripe. And I, have. I and I think they're still having that one final match. I think they're still having yeah. that match, actually. I, I do too. Uh, and I, and for me, I rather see them team yeah. one last time because that's that's how they came in, and them together, I always thought was better than them apart. And I love that I really enjoy their first match against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a really good match. I don't remember the third one. I remember the second one because that was the street fight and uh, Champ. I had like the cool like Thanos shirt where he was Thanos, and that was just wicked cool. But I don't remember the third match. Uh, of course. They were supposed to eventually fight each other for the NXT championship. That never happened. But they went from two guys off the street to a tag team, tag team champions, rivals, both NXT champions. That is what NXT was for them. Yeah. And if this is the end of Johnny Gargano, I, I for one, would like to say thank you because he gave me a lot of great wrestling memories as a fan 
when AEW wasn't around, when AEW wasn't even a thought. Yeah. Johnny Gargano was at the height of NXT. Uh, he was, you know, that consistent person put on great matches. I liked a lot of his matches. I know a lot of his matches for some people are, you know, he kicks out of a million finishers and that gets annoying. And that's fair. That's fair. And that's mostly his later matches with like Adam Cole and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I was there when him and Adam Cole uh, faced off and Adam Cole won the NXT title. Probably the best match I've ever seen in life. Like, it's just these moments that I remember. And if this is it for Johnny Gargano, then I think he's going out on his back. I think that's how he would want to do it. And I think if you have a Carmelo Hayes or Braun Breaker pin him again, or not again, that Braun Breaker didn't pin him on Tuesday, um, I think that's a big moment because Gargano and Champa are the franchises of NXT. Yeah. And if one's going – and I think if we do see him go out, out on his back, he is indeed leaving. Yeah, that's also a good point. Is that I could see them doing like the DIY reunion bit, and then Braun Breaker's the one that pins. You know, like yeah. they do the bit where Tommaso Ciampa is handcuffed to the ropes, uh, and then Braun Breaker decimates Johnny Gargano in front of Tommaso Ciampa, and then yeah. Tommaso Ciampa's like, "I gotta fight you now," and to honor my friend, you know, that sort of that sort of gimmick. Yeah. You know, I I agree. I mean, Johnny Gargano is definitely like you know, the 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 entire like indie era of NXT is built around the story of Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. And yeah. with him seemingly leaving, you know, we still don't exactly know. We know that we have this match and then maybe Tuesday, um, you know, if you're assuming he's booked, I think he's, he's signed up to work, I guess. Um, uh, but he's, yeah. we don't know if he's booked. Um, you know, if if that's the idea, you know, then, you know, that obviously really shows where NXT is today. What is what is NXT today? Is no longer that indie era when he leaves. Um, yeah, and it's gonna be wholly different, and, and it's something that audience is gonna have to understand some more. Is be like, okay, this is not the NXT we all knew and grew up and loved and whatever, right? This is not 2016. This is not 2017. This is 2021. This is, what, four or five years later by the time 2022 turns around? You know, this is different. This is new. Yeah. This is not the same. And, you know, for the most part, it's the booking kind of sucks. But yeah. uh, and the gimmick and all the stuff they're doing sucks. But, you know, it's comparing it to what it was, you know, that what it was was never going to last. And this is Johnny Gargano potentially leaving uh, and going doing the stretcher job, chess man style, uh, is going to be um, it's going to be his final moment, I guess. You know, yeah. he, he's we make moments in WWE. So Johnny Gargano should be making a moment and putting over a star. You know, that's, that's would, what it is. I would love if they. You know, had him lose. Mm -hmm. You give the new guys their moment, and then you kind of just clear the ring, let him have his moment. Because I think that's how much he meant to that brand. Like I think he meant that much to yeah. NXT. Yeah. Uh, and I think you know NXT's that NXT's gone. That NXT's dead. Like we've been saying, NXT 2.0 most weeks doesn't have a lot of good stuff. They'll have a couple maybe, but. That's just that's the new brand, and you know we'll make fun of it when it when it comes up. 
Yeah, yeah. And and if you go back to the old NXTs, like back when Arrival was a thing, NXT TV wasn't that great. Remember, remember, remember CJ Parker? Exactly. Remember, now, remember, uh, what's his face? Sammy Callahan's gimmick? Yeah, this hacker thing. It was terrible. Yeah. There was a lot of bad gimmicks from those days that people just kind of forget about because of that boom period they had from there on out on takeovers. I mean, to be fair, they also had like Sami Zayn in there and Adrian Neville, who were also outstanding wrestlers. But yeah. and, and they don't have you know anyone close to that right now. But still, you know. Yeah. Well, is what it is. Uh, new guys win. That's that's what needs to happen. NXT Cruiserweight title match. Roderick Strong <laughs> defending it. There, uh, Malcolm Bivens has waived the weight limit and allowing Joe Gacy, who has complained about the exclusivity of the Cruiserweight title, um, is Joe Gacy, and there's also apparently, according to Dave Meltzer, talks of getting rid of the Cruiserweight title. Will Joe Gacy be the final Cruiserweight champion? Honestly, wouldn't be shocked, but I kind of love Diamond Mine. That's one of my few things I really enjoy about NXT 2.0, and I think it's because Malcolm Bivens is one great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger Strong, very good. Mm-hmm. I think the two Cree brothers have a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, Man doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ivy Niles just like a freak athlete. So yeah. like, it's kind of just a cool group. Yeah. Uh, I hope Joe Gacy doesn't win because. I like whatever Diamond's doing, but if they want to get rid of the title, I guess Joe Gacy winning makes sense. <laughs> In a hornswoggle-like move, we'll put the title on Joe Gacy to be the last champion. That's what I'm predicting. <laughs> Is that If they want to get rid of the title, then they're going to hornswoggle it. I will pick Roddy, but you're probably going to be right. <laughs> I mean, I want Roddy to win. I'm going to do the yeah. same thing I did with WWE, my WWE preview. I want Roddy to win, but it's probably going to be Joe Gacy. This is this is going to be the, uh, I think this could be slept on. I think if like Joe Gacy, like it was past the stupid gimmick, this mm-hmm. could actually be pretty good. Because yeah. Roddy's like as good as they come still. Like yeah. he does, he it's so weird seeing him in this and like thriving. He's not only in NXT 2.0, but he's thriving in NXT 2.0. Who would have thought out of all of Undisputed Era, one, he'd be the only one left. Oh, oh wait, Kyle Riley's still there. Two, uh, he would, you know, have his own faction, which is actually pretty entertaining for the yeah. most part. Rod, who would have guessed the Diamond Mine, Roderick Strong, you know, is the most interesting thing on NXT 2.0. Like they're yeah. great. Unless it's, unless it's Braun Breaker because come on. I mean I mean yeah big big booty nephew. Yeah come on. Joe Gacy's gimmick sucks complete oh, ass. It's so terrible. Uh I don't understand it. I don't understand why Harlan is there. I don't understand who <laughs> Harlan is. I don't get it because I don't understand if he's supposed to be a heel or face uh for all these reasons uh but you know it's working for the old so you know maybe belt him up i guess i don't i don't freaking know i mean he'll defend it against tesha price uh or some nonsense i don't freaking know man get off my well, back. tesha price uh did you watch nxt 2.0 last tuesday i did uh joe gacy had that uh gauntlet oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. it was against yeah. ac adams tesha price and some rando i think 
Uh, oh my god, AC Adams was on NXT 2.0 and AEW in the same week. Maybe, maybe the same well, night. Got, maybe the same night because he, he got, he got Darn, wrecked right? by Wardlow. Oh, maybe I'm confusing him. No, I don't. Yeah, think... it probably is. It's oh. probably a different person. Maybe I'm confusing him because AC Adams got killed by the This Is War. I hate that fucking theme song. Anyways, continue. Well, yeah, when, when he turns face, Wardlow is going to have a, a killer ass theme. Um, but we're not talking about AEW. We're talking about NXT 2.0. <laughs> the losers of the Wednesday Night War. Uh, Imperium, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Barthel, uh will be defending their NXT tag team titles. Like <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Well, when Frankenstein stays out of the ring, it could be a good match. But when Frankenstein gets in the ring, it's not going to be a very good match. And be notable, once Kyle Riley's pinned in the middle of the ring, that tells you that he is leaving. Because he is leaving. This is this this is this is his last takeover, whatever you want to call it. This is it. Yeah. This is it. Thank God. I, I think if you're about to support Von Wagner, I can't be on this podcast anymore. I think Von Wagner is better than you give him credit for. I don't think he's as good as anybody else, but he's definitely of the new breed. He's on the he's in the top half. To I'll be, give you that top yeah. half. I mean, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you just gave half the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's something, I guess. Top half. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think part of you know we're talking a lot about NXT 2.0 and what it is now and what. People need to be reminded what it is now. Honestly, once Gargano and O'Reilly are seemingly gone, I think everyone will have a better understanding of what NXT 2.0 is. I think, mm-hmm. you know, once you get rid of those remnants, yeah, uh, I think you'll get a better idea. Uh, but yeah, I think this match has potential to be the workhorse match of the night sort of thing. You know, you have three outstanding competitors in that ring. Uh, Imperium and is Von Wagner. Yeah, Imperium <laughs> is probably my NXT tag team of the year. Um, well, that's when they killed Tommaso Champ and Timothy Thatcher on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's really what it is. <laughs> if they kept that duo together, that would have been my tag team of the year. So mad. Where is he? What happened to Timothy Thatcher? Where is he? Where is this guy? Where is he? I have no idea. <laughs> I want to look at the NXT roster pre 2.0 and post 2.0 and just be like, where did these people go? Did they, they got Thanos snapped. Like, what happened? Uh, anyways, yeah, I, I think this match has potential to be pretty good. I, you know, I think this match can be easily, they can easily carry Von Wagner to a really good match. Uh, I think he has enough skill in him to be, you know, play a part in that really good match. But I don't think this is going to be anything great. I, my ceiling is three and a half. Um, Ryan Knightsey, big Von Wagner guy. Mm-hmm. Big, <laughs> big Von Wagner. Uh, Von Wagner. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think it could be good. I think this match could be pretty good to give it what it is. It is Imperium after all. I mean, they're great. Speaking of pretty good, Cameron Grimes. <laughs> What is this? Who is this guy? I don't know. Cameron Grimes is cool, at least. Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson uh, at, at, a, at a poker game that went wrong. It is now turned into a hair versus hair match. 
Cameron Yay. Grimes. Cameron Grimes has actually been doing good work, but when he is away from the poker stuff, Cameron Grimes cut this really emotional pro promo the other day about his hair and how it, what it means and all this stuff. And he was like crying and all that, that, that stuff. And it was actually really emotional, really, really good stuff. And then they followed it up. I believe it was the same promo where they followed it up with Duke Hudson coming out and showing a bunch of photoshops of Cameron yeah. Grimes bald and stuff. Yeah, that's 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 NXT 2.0 in a nutshell. Yeah, like the heart, like it's there. They got it there in Cameron Grimes, but then they're gonna they're gonna shit all over it with some Duke Hudson nonsense. Yeah, Cameron Grimes is the one indie wrestler on the show. I don't count uh, Pete Dunn as an indie wrestler, by the way. I don't know what the fuck he is, but he's he's been in it. He's been in WWE since he was like four, so I don't I don't count him. Uh, Cameron Grimes is the one indie wrestler left on the show that I think has a shot because of the realness there. Like you you heard that promo and people like him. It's very easy to get behind. He has he has that Daniel Bryan. Uh, underdogism to him is he Daniel Bryan? No, but he's a very good wrestler, very good storyteller. I mean, you heard that promo, it was very good, very emotional. Mm-hmm. And you know, he just gets the reaction when he shows up. He's one of the only people on Axie 2.0, I feel like, that get a reaction. It's like him, Braun Breaker, and you know, a couple of the old OG people. Yeah. Like everyone else is kind of like, I have no idea what's happening, uh, at least on the men's side. So I hope the best for Cameron Grimes because I think he's just, you know, a really great talent. But uh, I, I hope he wins here. I hope that they don't – it would it would not make sense at all in this feud if he lost. Yeah, I especially since he already got a trim. Like yeah. it would be weird for him to then be – you know, fully bald after that. It really feels like Duke Hudson's going to lose here. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much all I got for you in terms of a preview of this match. Uh, Cameron Grimes is great. Duke Hudson is there. Duke Hudson's going to lose, and he's going to be bald. And I'm unsure about a handsome fella like Duke Hudson being bald. Why? I, I, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be like, do you remember uh, way back in the NXT olden days, you know, when it was still fresh and like Sylvester LaFort was there and they made that guy that was with him bald? No. <laughs> wasn't the guy oh, with, but... wasn't the guy that was with him Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood? Wasn't that one no, of them? No, no, no. Uh, it was Big Cass and Enzo versus Sylvester LaFort. Like, see, this is the days of like that people got amped about NXT, and these were these things are still happening. I just, I just want you people to know, yeah. like, this wasn't it wasn't good. <laughs> this was this was it wasn't good. I I understand it's Sylvester, yeah, because it was a hair versus hair match. Oh, that's when he was still calling Cassidy. Shame on me. Oh, this was a takeover match. It was Enzo Amore versus Sylvester LaFort in a hair versus hair match. Mm. 
So I was look at that. I'm on track here. I am. I'm just backing myself up by accident here. What is this guy's name? <laughs> this is qual. It's Louis something. Louis. Louis Louis. Louis Dangerpour. What? Excuse me, Marcus Louis. Ah. That was his name. That's. The- <laughs> and you people thought NXT was great from the start. No, 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 no. That was an NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way. Mm-hmm. I think that's the third one. <laughs> I think it's the third third or fourth. Whatever. NXT. Just move on. <laughs> NXT, baby. War Games. The other... Uh, oh, someone, yes. John Smith, thank you. Marcus Louie. He helped you out a little, yeah, a little too late. Thank you. Marcus. Uh, or I guess maybe it came in after... Uh, maybe he wrote the comment after we... I'm going to assume he stuff. probably said it before I did. Probably. It took a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank uh, you. If you want to comment, make any comments while we're, by the way, everybody, if you're, if you're listening to the audio version of this, we live stream this show every Sunday morning, ring post radio, Twitch, YouTube, 930 AM. Yeah, baby. Uh, so thank you, Joe, for uh, watching the show live with us. Uh, War games, the eight woman tag team match here, Dakota Kai with De- toxic attraction, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, and the NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose taking on the team of Cora Jade in Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, I have thoughts. Hit me. Hit me with your thoughts. It's a very weird match because JC Jane, I think, will be the clear, like, will be the clear odd one out because from what I know, from what I know, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. Raquel Gonzalez, you know, she's okay. She did it last year. She was pretty good. Yeah, she's good in it. Io Shirai is Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. Kaylee Ray is Kaylee Ray. Mm-hmm. Cora Jane, I think, has, I, I've said it on the show, I've, she has a lot of potential. She did some, like, hardcore stuff uh, before she signed with WWE. I think she did, like, uh, one hardcore match. Like one death that's, match. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough in my eyes. Uh, then they're on the other side. You get Dakota Kai, very good. Uh, I think I think Gigi Dolene is okay. Like I don't think, you know, Priscilla Kelly, which is who she was before WWE. I think she wrestled. Um, you know, she wrestled a lot of places. She wasn't. Uh, she's no slacker in there. And then there's Mandy. Eh, maybe Mandy Rose is a risky one. Uh, <laughs> but then there's JC Jane. I feel like she's the odd woman out here of like, I have no idea what she's going to do. I'm kind of nervous for her, but everyone else, everyone else is pretty good. Like I forget that the NXT women's division is like the only part that hasn't dramatically changed of NXT. I mean, more toxic attraction. I understand like that. That's the main change here. You yeah. know, the, the, the sex appeal and whatnot and yada, yada, yada. And, 60-year-old men and whatever, whatever, that watch. They're the main viewers that watch the show. Uh, Nothing about 60-year-old men on the show. (laughs) 60-year-old men and toxic attraction. Rick Flair did not show up. Uh, Thankfully, he's still canceled. Uh, But, 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 I think this could be uh, pretty good. Io Shirai is going to do something stupid. So, there's your guarantee. Yeah, I don't know how they (laughs) one-up the Io Shirai trash dive <laughs> i don't know how you one up that one but they have to find a way to do it uh, uh maybe I, they'll do a spanish fly 
Uh, these are my these are my predictions for this match. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, it would be it would be a, the only one. It would be a Spanish fly into a group of people. That's, yeah, that's all it's it still be. terrifying. Yeah, that's fair. When when the people catching include toxic attraction, it's very terrifying. Yeah, these are my predictions for the for the match. Dakota Kai is going to start. Um, and she, she has to start, <laughs> and and she'll and she'll face and she'll face some. I think Mandy Rose will be last. Um, Cora Jade is gonna uh have a a skate a penny board that has t- thumbtacks on it. That's gonna be my guess, and she's gonna hit like Gigi Dolan with it or something or Dakota Kai. Uh, Yushirai is going to do or something Dakota off the top. Kai. Yeah, <laughs> Kaylee Ray is going to hit someone with a baseball bat. But but she's yes. gonna she's only gonna do it like this. She's never gonna like swing yeah. anyone, swing it at right. anybody. Um, but she'll swing it at something. She'll swing it at something and break something. Like she'll throw it, hit it with a table or something and break the table. Trash can. Trash can. Yeah. That, oh yeah. She's gonna swing at the trash can while someone's in it. That's a good spot. Yeah. That's a good spot. And I think the winner, you know, has gotta be Cora Jade, Eoshirai, Kaylee Ray, and Raquel. I think the winner's yeah. gotta be that. In the same vein of why the winners. Are gonna be the weird. Also, by the way, don't know why the men in the uh, the NXT 2.0 team is the heel group. That seems weird to me. Um, yeah. If we're, we're like promoting the future and stuff, why are we also booing them? Um, yeah. I, so, in the same vein, I think it's got to be the Cora Jade team. I think um, Cora Jade needs to get the win. I think she might. Off. I think she. It's either her or Kaylee Ray are gonna get the win here. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I've been saying that Cora Jade could be the one to beat Mandy. And like, that was just an absolute dart throw from way back when the moment Mandy won the title. Yeah. I was like, you know, I think Cora Jade could beat her. And I still think like Kaylee Ray definitely has a shot. Uh, But, you know, again, we're pushing the young ones and Cora Jade's just, She's got the likability already. She's actually one of the newer people that are cheered. Uh, she's a banger of a theme song, by the way. I don't even know what they say, but I like it. Uh, I don't know. I I just think uh, this is a big spot for her. I mean, she's on the team of vets. She's you know she's with uh, Raquel, yeah, Eo, and Kaylee Ray. Those are three prestigious NXT champions. Like I know people don't remember NXT UK. But Kaylee Ray held that NXT women's title for a, a UK women's title for a very long time. Io Shirai did what she did. And Raquel, of course, is the last champion. So she's on a big team here. I think having her stand out, getting the win would be a very good move by them. But uh, Kaylee Ray would also make a lot of sense because she's probably next in line for a title shot. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think Cora Jade is someone that I think she pinned Manny Rose recently. So in in theory, she can get a title shot, but I think she could lose. I think Cora Jade is someone that can eventually, that they will eventually put the title on. That's yeah. Um, But I don't necessarily know if it's happening yet. You know, listen, listen, I don't know anything that's happening on this show. Also true. Also true. (laughs) Like we're doing such a preview and we're like, I don't freaking know, dude. (laughs) I think, Picking who wins the war games matches isn't hard. 
Like I think I think it's fair to say that the baby face team and the heel team will win, even though I don't like you said, I don't understand why the new guys in the main event are heels. They're just like everyone feels like they're just there. Like I don't feel like anyone's a heel. Yeah. But yeah, uh baby face team wins. Let's stop talking about NXT, please. Let's <laughs> let's do that. I am the show again is tonight. Uh partially optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. I'm not even going to say cautiously optimistic. I am. Ryan's just going to go into saying this sucks. And when it doesn't, when something doesn't suck, he'll be like, oh, I didn't waste my time. Nice. I'm not optimistic nor pessimistic. I'm not going into this thinking it's going to suck, but I'm also not going into this thing hoping it will be good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like coming in with no expectations. I'd be like, I don't know how this is going to go. I'm just gonna see how this will be and see how this turn out, you know. And you know, I guess we'll find out together, folks. Uh, moving on, let's talk about Triple A. Last night had Triple Mon- as Matt Strecker likes to call it, Triple Mania. Uh, He's terrible at his job. Like he is truly awful. Look at man. his job after all these years, Scotty. You you say Matt? I'm going to argue Matt Striker was the better of the two commentators, English commentators. Oh, I don't even know who the second person was, but they were terrible. The I don't know who the other guy was. I don't remember his name whatsoever. But this guy, boy howdy! <laughs> when I first heard his voice, I thought it was Aiden English or whatever he's going by now. Yeah, and. It was not in English. As time went on, I was like, this guy can barely put a coherent sentence together, this let guy, alone... This guy be getting facts wrong. This guy said that Bandito was the former Ring of Honor world champion. <laughs> oh, oh, give me strength. What are, what are we watching? Oh, by the way, we have so much to talk about next week. Because we're going to have uh, the finals best of Super Juniors done, too. Oh, Not boy. that this matters. But oh, boy. <laughs> well, we're, we have to review all these shows next week, too. It's my whole point. Except for AAA, Regia, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, yeah, that, the the commentators or announcers, whatever you want to call them, sucked. I missed, missed, I missed the Spanish announcing of them screaming anytime a move was hit. I missed that. That's the that's the little beauty of AAA, where the guy that used to be with WWE mm-hmm. just blows his fucking head off every time one lucha moves hit. And I'm like, dude, that's the entire promotion. Yeah, like why why are we losing our shit for a single move song? <laughs> Look, man, I don't know what promotion you're part of, but he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, I watched... Uh, how much of the uh, AAA did you watch last night? I watched the main event. I watched the, I guess, bottom five of the seven-match card. So do you want to take me, walk me through the card, and I can give you some thoughts? Oh, I sure do. Just give me a second to get together the card, because there's not a chance I remember the entire thing. That's Psycho Clown wrestled, right? Psycho Clown did wrestle. He in fact he wrestled, and he was not the best part of the match, in my opinion. But, but I'm not saying was. not saying he was bad. But I'm just saying he wasn't the best part. Of the all match. right. If when I mess all these names up, ah, oh, sexy star. Is this the wrong sexy star? It's yeah, different sex. Sexy star two. Okay. Sexy star two. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, uh, I don't know how to say half these names. So I, I did not watch the top two matches on Cage Match. 
I'll, All right, then I'm not going to. Then, then we're not talking about this. I'll help you uh, out there. Laredo Kid and Willie Mack versus Dragon Lee and Drillistico. That sounds like a good match. It was actually a really good match. Uh, Love Willie Mack. Triple A did a really good job where they were doing a lot of bits to get the right crowd reaction. Oh, good. So I think it was maybe before this match, uh, Lucha Brothers came out and cut a promo, uh, and then FTR came out to get draw a bunch of heat, and you know, they roughed up one of the Mexican announcers um, and had Vicky Guerrero speaking in English and have the Mexican announcer translate for her, which I thought was hilarious. Um, you know, the, the FTR, you know, so the, basically what I'm saying is, they did a lot of stuff there to get FDR heat going into their tag match. Which FTR is the perfect tag team champions for AAA right now. I agree. Because they're so against everything that AAA is. Yeah, the heat's and there. The heat's there. It's, great. it's just uh, great. Uh, on top of that, right before this match, I don't know why, but it worked. Uh, before they match, before the match, Willie Mack was, of course, he was the surprise entrant. Uh, I heard he, he was very over. He was very over. He they came out and in the ring they started playing like like dance music and Willie Mack got all like into it and then right before the match started he did like a lot of hip gyrations, a lot of thrusting, really put himself over with the crowd in terms of babyface reactions. And then the four of these men, four of these guys put on an outstanding wrestling match. Willie Mack was super over. Uh, anytime he got in that ring, moreover than I would argue Laredo Kid uh, in AAA, uh, Dragon Lee looked great. He had great chops the entire time. Willie Mack was doing outstanding work. Drillistico held his own. I haven't seen a lot of Drillistico, but he was doing great work as well. This was just a really good match. It was insane to me how over Willie Mack is. I know he does a lot of stuff uh, like Lucha Vavum. I know he does a lot of that stuff. But it was just very funny to me, like, man, he is super over with this crowd. I he's gonna get called back for sure, I think. I got I got one thought. I didn't see this match. I will be watching it because I just read the name and I was like, this sounds very good. Mm-hmm. Uh Dragon Lee. Yeah. One of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. I yeah. think that dude is so good. And I think, you know, him not being able to be a part of New Japan during all this time probably has allowed us to say he's underrated now uh but man he's he's just awesome love that guy yeah like the fact that he has been away from new japan and how he's just been stuck in the ring of honor world and void in the void i guess we better (laughs) point now that he's been like stuck in all those things he we're starting to see more of what he can do and it's just give me brian danielson versus dragon lee Oh boy, man, that's actually going to be a really good match. But I, I'm going to recommend this to I'm going to recommend most of these matches to you. By the way, Scotty, this show was actually of what I saw. This show was actually really good, and I really enjoyed myself watching. I it. I, I said it before the show, and I'm going to say it now. Yeah, AAA is the best promotion that has ran absolutely terrible. <laughs> it, from the terrible uh, commentary to the awful camera cuts i mean awful they make kevin dunn look good and just but they have such incredible wrestlers mm-hmm. they they 
they have all these promotions. Uh, let them borrow wrestlers. We have Impact representation on the show. Mm-hmm. We have AEW representation on the show. Mm-hmm. We have Ring of Honor representation on the show. And I know Ring of Honor, you know, going away, but that's still a big deal. Mm-hmm. They yeah. got it all, but let's get to the next match because I need you to explain to me what the fuck happened. <laughs> Chess man, Dave the Clown and Murder Clown. Jesus Christ. What? Who? Why why go by Dave the Clown? I don't know, man. Clown <laughs> on your team. Uh, versus DMT Azul, Puma King, and <laughs> This match was also really good. It was your classic uh, plunder six-man tag match in, in AAA. Oh, there was plunder. <laughs> there was plunder, baby. I'm gonna. I'll speak to everything before the before not the finish, but post match angle. Uh, a lot of plunder. A lot of people going through tables. A lot of chair shots to the head. Those steel pans to the head. A lot of plunder. I thought it was really good. Um, you know, a lot of like a lot, the point of the match was that uh, that at least a little bit to it was that uh, you know DMT Azula Impressa Impressa. Puma King, Sam Adonis, these they're these outsiders that are coming in, uh, I believe from CMLL, uh, to rough up AAA so, a, a bit. Uh, and they certainly CMLL did that. Sucks. Chessman was subbing in for, um, I want to say it was, oh, shit, I don't remember who it was, but uh, Chessman was subbing in for somebody. Where's my dude, Mr. Iguana? I believe he's in the States right now. I believe oh, what the, the heck? Yeah, I believe Mr. Iguana's in the States. Uh, but Chessman was subbing in. Chessman is like the is they're talking him up as like the this old guy. So the whole point of it is that they're putting Chessman out to pasture, right? Uh, Dave the Clown did great stuff. Murder Clown did great stuff. Uh, it was just a lot of you know, a lot of plunger that I really enjoyed. A lot of lucha plunger that I enjoyed. Uh, and then uh, of course you know uh, La Impresa get the win. But the post match angle was what was great. So. Oh, wait, I didn't even talk about the finish, actually. The finish was insane. So the clowns, they come out with a bunch of other clowns. There are these bunch of randos dressed up like clowns, right? Uh, oh, was it? Wait, 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 wait. This is a joke, Chess. Uh, was, was, it, was, it, was it the offices of WWE? <laughs> no. No, I don't, think, I don't think it quite worked there, Scotty. Was, was it? Was, was, wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. Was it, was it NWA? No, 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 no. It's just a, it was a bunch of, I don't know. You said they were clowns. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> People could be, Billy Corgan, Billy Patrick Pumpkin Corgan could be listening to this podcast Patrick right now. Pumpkin suck. <laughs> he could be listening to this show. Austin Aries could be listening to this show right now. Oh no. Tim Foyle hat to the head. Oh no. <laughs> Anyways, the finish of this match, Scotty, was <laughs> the cl- the clowns had a bunch of clowns, you know, whatever. And so they all rushed the ring to help out the clowns. But it turns out it's a swerve. They're not real clowns. They start removing their clown attire, and underneath it are a bunch of shirts that say La Impresa on it. So they are they are a bunch of people joining Sam Adonis and Pumo King. They set up a table. Uh they I think they're doing a power bomb, I think. Uh, and they set the they attempt to set the table on fire, 
Uh, They definitely put a bunch of stuff on it, and they put a lighter to it, but I didn't see any flames. Clearly, they didn't go to the Cody Rhodes School of Wrestling. No, they did not. Uh, And then they powerbombed Murder Clown through the quote-unquote burning table. Uh, And that was the finish. Oh, that actually wasn't the finish. There was other stuff that happened after that. I think Dave (laughs) the Clown tried to make some saves. But, you know, that, that was a cool spot. But basically, the clowns turned on the clowns, and we got a bunch of clown heat, I clown guess. Clown on clown action. What really it is, is this match was had great heat. Uh, they did the turn. The, the point of it is that they want AAA crowd to hate these guys, uh, and I thought they did a great job uh, following the match. Yes, this is, this is what I've been waiting for. Uh, they do chessman is on doing the stretcher job everyone's real concerned he's like out on the ground cold they get the stretcher out uh and uh you know they they put him on the stretcher and they start wheeling him out sam adonis continues <laughs> to get the heat and i I'm, obviously this is planned i'm guessing <laughs> but sam adonis with the help of i think maybe a dmt azul uh springboards up and does a moonsault off the top rope onto the stretcher with Chessman on top of it. The problem is, <laughs> he whiffed. <laughs> he airballed so hard. The clip is so funny. I burst out laughing. He whiffed the stretcher so badly. Got none of it. And Scotty, I do want to reframe it here. They had outstanding heat. They were getting booed in the arena. Sam Adonis goes for this exclamation point of a springboard moonsault off to the stretchered chess man and misses. And then and then he like punches him a couple times and then they all leave. Like it was <laughs> they had great heat. He whiffs the big spot and then they're like, ah shit, and then they leave. <laughs> they don't they don't do something new. They don't do it again. They just leave. <laughs> The best part, it was after the match. It was after the match. There's no reason to do it. They just did it, and he misses it completely. Completely. They're doing that. Triple A. If it doesn't, if that doesn't sum up Triple A, I don't know what entirely will because it is actually the next match will. Like, like, oh man, this is really good, really good heat, and then they do just something that's just like, what the what? (laughs) The best worst promotion in the world today, Triple A. The next match was Kane Velasquez making his return to Triple A, and I hope he did well. Pagano. And Psycho Clown versus Los Mercy Scenarios. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, Reyes Scorpion and Tarus, as well as L.A. Park. Or is I, it La Park? Uh, L.A. Park. Uh, I do okay. want to say before we get too far down the card here is that it was announced via video package uh, that uh, Taya Valkyrie will be returning to AAA. Um, Real original. And that she is seeming to come, seeming to go after uh, Diana Perrazzo for the Reyes de Reyes uh, championship. Uh, so be on the Ooh. lookout for that one as well. I, if I'm not mistaken, am... did Diana first win the Impact title from Taya Valkyrie? I want to say she did. I don't rec- quite recall. Um, 
but nonetheless. Um, anyways, the six-man tag match. So, yes, Cain Velasquez was in this match. He came out wearing a, a, a mask that was like a devil, a devil mask of tiny little horns and like a mustache, uh, which I thought was uh, nice. It was a nice little mask. But he wore a mask the entire time, which I thought was great. Uh, L.A. Park was the mystery surprise here. Um, the idea was that the, the, the mercenarios and L.A. Park are supposed to be the heels, but it's L.A. Park in Mexico, so... You know, he's not going to get booed. Uh, this is actually another really good match. Um, you know, Pagan, everyone held their own, but really it was all about Kane Velasquez versus L.A. Park here. Yeah, how did he look? He looked really good, man. And I, I'll say this again. He got to do Lucha? He did a lot of Lucha. He did, good. He did. Good. He did. of that course, some great. MA stuff. He won the match yeah. with a cross arm bar. Uh, on, I'm, on I'm just LA happy Park. he got to do... Like what he actually wants to do in wrestling, because yeah. when he signed with WWE, just it it didn't work. They yeah. made him do what he didn't all want to do, so that's good for him. Yeah, when that and that's the thing is that before WWE, he was doing the lucha stuff, right? Yeah. And then they signed the WWE like twice. Yeah, he only wrestled like twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tagged Cody Rhodes once. <laughs> yeah, his matches are hilarious. Uh, his first match ever was Cain Velasquez, Cody, and Psycho Clown versus versus El Tejano Jr., who is no longer in the promotion, Tauros, and Killer Cross. This is like the greatest five matches I could ever see of absurdness. Then he went Brian Cage, Cain Velasquez, and Psycho Clown versus El Tejano Jr., Le- Rey Scorpion, and Tarus, so very similar. Mm-hmm. Then Brock Lesnar versus Kate Velasquez. And a WWE title match that lasts two minutes and three seconds. <laughs> and then, and then, Kate Velasquez and Humberto Carrillo versus Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows at a live event in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then he was released. And then he was released. He did not wrestle for two years. Comes back two and a half years and a month later to, for this one match. This is a great match. The uh the like just just like the the Cody match I believe he comes out with a gif in that one in the Cody match it made him look good because he did some good cool like tilt to roll Hurricane Rana, uh, in this match it was taking a chair shot to the head by L A Park. Uh, yeah, he's been hit with worse in the head, believe it or not. L A Park's sons did make an appearance. L A Park Junior. and El Hijo del de la Park de L A Park. They yeah, made say that appearance. ten times fast. I know it's a lot. Um, they made an appearance to try to help their d- father win. Uh, did not work. Kane Velasquez got the win. Uh, it was really. I good. just want them to be called the Parks. They Los, <laughs> not Los Parks. He wants them to be called the Parks. I want them to be called Duh Parks. Duh Parks. Duh Parks. Um, no, yeah, Kane Velasquez was did did really good work in this match. That was my man, Psycho Clown. Psycho Clown was good. I, he wasn't the focal point of the match, but he was good. He did come out with dancing with a bunch of children, and that was weird. I think I've only ever seen like one Psycho Clown match, but uh, of, it was absurd. <laughs> I will say, though, that of the five matches I watched, this was the weakest. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, you know, it was... Like two. Well, it was it was centered around a former MMA fighter who just has fifth career match. So yeah, so it, I'll it give is, them it, some leeway. It was fun. It was fun at the very least. I had fun. <laughs> All right, 
Triple A World Tag Team Titles were on the line as FTR with Vicky Guerrero. Yes. I almost made a comment that I just, I'm so happy I did it. Uh, what against the Lucha Brothers, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr., because he's allowed to be Pentagon Jr. there. Yes. This was a, a, a like a ladder match uh, for the titles or something, because, you know, they had ladders. Um, thank you, uh, Cage Match, for not telling me that. Yeah. Well, uh, it's Lucha rules. So a lot of it's loose, but for whatever reason, they had it was a ladder match. Um, but it was good. Uh, Pentagon uh, got real bloody. Um, they, uh, he got hit in the balls by a ladder. Um, me too. God, I got a question. <laughs> to which one? Me too to which one? Which thing? <laughs> Do you got real bloodied or you got hit in the balls by a ladder by two men? Yes. Uh, okay, man. Was this we're, not gonna, we're not going to kink shame here. E- we're not going to kink shame. Was, was this better than either AEW match between them? Um, and then their first has to be. I think it was in the sense that, you know, it, again, it was like a fun plungery match, and so it heightened the stakes of all the previous stuff. I it was definitely better than the frog one. Um, obviously, it was. I don't even remember. The, <laughs> I don't even remember the second one. Uh, quite honestly, uh, they had that. Phoenix hit that cool thing where he like he jumped off of uh Penta and like so he did so you know how like he does the double stomp into the package pile driver? Yes. Oh he yeah. like did that and launched off and that was cool. Oh yeah, that was cool. Uh that didn't happen here. Uh, uh from all my money, I still say Phoenix is the overall best uh luchador. Overall, like Put it all together in history or currently? No, 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 no. Ray Mysterio, my man. I was about to say, um, no, but this match was really good. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, FTR was doing great heel work in Mexico, and uh, I talked about that what they did at the at the top there about getting a bunch of heel was it just being American? A lot of it was. Well, they wore American attire, but I don't, and they only spoke English. Um, but it was really they were burying Lucha and saying that you know no were no flips, you know none of you know none of that stuff. So it was really that talk, that language through American outfits and in English language. Um, but they had great work here. Uh, Cash Wheeler is really good. Like he's also really. What's great about him is that he's a really good base uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of Lucha moves. Uh, like he can do a lot of great stuff. I love seeing yeah. Cash Wheeler wrestle, especially in Lucha matches and especially high octane matches like the Young Bucks one, like the Lucha match here. Uh, Phoenix and Pentagon obviously were outstanding. Um, glad Phoenix was able to figure out the visa issue. Uh, I assume he wasn't an issue because he was in Mexico, but uh, I was trying to make a, a dunk on him not being there on at, at the Gas South Arena in Duluth. Anyways, the hey, dunk- hey, hey, we ended up having a great match, anyways. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, no, the real surprise to me, obviously, is the result, which was FTR retaining the titles. I think everyone and their mother assumed that Lucha Brothers were going to win here uh, back in Mexico, but that did not happen. Instead, it was the Lucha Brothers. Um, so I'm OK with that. I think they're doing good work. I think they obviously are over in Mexico. Um you know, I, I I was surprised at how well it worked, but they're over in Mexico. It was working for them. 
Um, you know, and they're doing great stuff. I really enjoy their their triple A tag team run here. So, you know, I'd like to see more of it. I don't know what they're going to see. Uh, Dragon Lee and Drillistico said that they want to go after the tag team titles. So it looks like we might get that match uh down the line so we'll see we'll see but we're gonna get more ftr nonetheless maybe they'll do another match uh for the titles in america i don't know but this awesome this might be the end of the feud who i mean honestly this might be the end of the feud so we'll see maybe triple a but i know we'll still get the aw uh match yeah one would presume we get the match since we didn't get the full one on friday uh, I, saw, I saw Vicky fell too, which was wild. Uh, yes, yes. Anyways, the main events. I feel like this is the first time ever for the tri- AAA Mega Title that I actually got the main event. Uh, but it, of course, it was vacated by the one and only Kenny Omega, meaning we had to have a five-way match with some odd names because why not? Jay Lethal versus Bobby Fish versus Samurai. Samurai. De Soul versus Bandito versus El Hijo de Vinkingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a, the match I watched, so I can actually, you know, give some of my opinions on it. Yeah. And my first opinion is that there was absolutely no reason for Jay Lethal and Bobby Fish to be in this match. Especially Bobby Fish. Well, I mean, I would have always loved, preferred a one-on-one match nonetheless. Jay Lethal. I, I brought it down to a triple threat. I didn't even I didn't go down to singles. If I was to go down to a triple threat, I would actually take out Samurai Del Sol and put in Jay Lethal. Me too. But I am assuming Samurai Del Sol is probably going to stick around in AAA. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I would have I would have had it be. No, if I actually I take it back. If I had to be a triple threat, it would be Vikingo, Lethal, and Samurai Del Sol. I would take out Bandito and Bobby Fish, honestly. Yeah, Bandito was weird in this one. Like this is I, I said this to you earlier. He didn't feel as special in a triple A ring. No, but I also think that that was on purpose. Yeah. I think the this entire match was built around Vikingo doing cool things. Right? He him doing the high flying stuff. That's his move set. Yeah. Well, yeah. Samurai Del Sol didn't really do much in terms of high flying stuff either. Right. Um, you know, he was a part of a insane Spanish fly. Uh, but he didn't do insane stuff. Bandito didn't do an, a lot of insane stuff. It was really Bobby just Bobby Fish did. Bobby Yeah, Bobby Fish <laughs> was flying off those ropes, man. Like call he had up, his cool uh Falcon Arrow. Call he up do that. Call, call up Grand Metalik because Bobby Fish is now the king of the ropes. Um no offensive (laughs) probably (laughs) um no but i mean honestly like i think the match was just simply built around like vikingo is going to do a bunch of cool ass shit and then win the match in like 15 minutes as he should as he should and as he did he apparently broke the record of being the the youngest triple a mega uh mega champion uh which is awesome i thought this match i thought this match was really good i didn't think it was great or anything i didn't think it was awful I think I was upset about how, you know, short it was, you know, I was just like, Oh, maybe we'll get more, but it's, we talked about this before. If you're going to have multiple people in a match, it should be short. Um, but I thought Jay lethal actually held his own here. Uh, he had, he did some, a lot of cool spots and the crowd was into Jay lethal. 
Bobby Fish was there, and he he did have crowd reaction, which I was surprised about. Bandito was more there than Bobby Fish, and Santa del Sol had some cool interactions with Vikingo, which makes me think that might be a future title match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't have. I thought it was a good match. Uh, um, it's the era of Vikingo, which I think is the more important part of this uh he's clearly the next major uh young lucha star mm-hmm. to break in to uh into the world i feel like not into the world but i feel like he's the next you know penta and phoenix you know because they were the ones who you know started there yeah became mainstream guys i think he will be the next one i think he's that good yeah um I, and I that also, that I know he's that good. That also go plays into the match being built around Vikingo doing cool shit. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, they're they're gonna do Vikingo versus Phoenix eventually, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna just be lost at the entire time I watch it. I'm not gonna try to take a note on it because I'm gonna be like, ha ha, that happened. Yeah. I, it was great, but uh, there's a lot of interesting title matches for. Vikingo to do moving forward and I'm excited to see what he does because he's great at the age of 24 he's just one of the more must-see wrestlers out there right now uh he just does things that no one else can do and I'm sure Graham Metalik is probably gonna you know he's he got released by WWE he mm-hmm. should be on his way soon and oh, you want know, to talk about a match oh, that'll be pretty good um I don't know if he has connections with CMLL or not, uh, he I'm did. Gonna, he, uh, I'm gonna hope he doesn't anymore. I would, I would, I would presume he does. Uh, I don't think CMLL is. Well, I guess I don't know. I'm, I'm, I can't speak to. It. I don't know enough. Yeah, I, I think Grand Lake would be great here, or uh, Mill Mascaras would be great no. here. Mill Mascaras? No, that's no, not the same. Who am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> that's like a legend. Neil Moss is like Alberto Del yeah. Rio's uncle. Uh, what am I thinking of? What's his name? Shit. <laughs> Grand Metal League's next. I got it. Give me a second. Um, but yeah, I think Vikingo's going to have a couple defenses here. I think the idea is, you know, he's going to do Samurai Del Sol, Phoenix, probably Pentagon, maybe Pentagon, maybe like, I don't know about Psycho Clown. He's only 33. Wow. Um, uh, Mascara Dorada. Mascara Dorado, yes. Um, I think he's going to have a couple ones. I think the idea here is to just have the title on him until Kenny Omega, so to have that match. At the end of the day, we say to all of this, it's AAA, so who the hell knows? You know, they could put the title on Psycho Clown if they wanted to. Um, but I don't know. We'll we'll find out. I think the idea, though, is just save it until the Kenny Omega match, whenever that happens. Um, and maybe Vikingo can beat that match. But I think the start of... I think this was the official sort of start on having Vikingo uh, uh, be open up to Americans. Uh, I think it succeeded in making Vikingo look cool. Vikingo, I know, is coming to America. He has a match. Well, maybe not. He doesn't have a match, but his silhouette, at very least, has a match uh, in Philadelphia uh, coming up. So one would presume that he is coming into the into somewhere. So coming get, to America. Yeah, get ready for more Vikingo. Get ready for uh, more Vikingo. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be 
so good. I hope some of uh, the eons of WWE releases also uh, dip their toe in AAA too. Ah, yes, Keller Cross coming back, baby. Yeah, that's not the one I was talking. No, about. no, no, okay. No. No. What about no. Brian Cage? He's not a double AAA or whatever He's release. But... Not a WWE release. Mm-mm. He'll probably be an AEW release soon. What about but... Lindsay Dorado? Yeah, I like Lindsay Dorado. Uh, I was gonna. Say, I was trying to, you know, not name just Lucha people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, now, uh, Shane Strickland, maybe. It's not bad. It's not Shane bad. Strickland everywhere sounds good to me. I just saw that he uh, was with Sammy Guevara the other day. So, uh, are you telling me that he's potentially going to be on AEW television soon? Because hey, I think, I think, and. I think Sammy Challenge is going to lose. Sammy Guevara is going to lose the title to an open challenge. As and, he should. And I think it's going to be either Keefley or Strickland. Both are the right choices. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see. I'm, I think it could be either. So I'm just sort of like, maybe it could be Kyle O'Reilly, I guess. I don't think Gargano. No, it's Kyle O'Reilly. I, would, right now. I wouldn't do Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, I could see Gargano. Maybe, but he's. But like, I would do Keith Lee. I've been set on the Keith Lee train. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of uh, Ring of Honor, speaking of Ring of Honor World Champions, ah yes, our match. our final break, and I want to just say that again, the commentary on AAA was awful, and I missed the Spanish commentary very much, uh, especially lo- for Vikingo matches. Yes, I agree. They get me into it, like. Sometimes I listen to uh, Japanese commentary on like New Japan shows to get into a match because like they're just so much better at I don't know they're just better calling the style sometimes mm-hmm. and I also don't like the like I like when Kevin Kelly's there I don't like when he's like doing the recording from far because it's always a little delayed yeah uh, but uh, I definitely missed the commentary which we usually get so uh, hopefully that'll be back. Um, I didn't know. I don't know if that was an option on fight or not. I'm guessing no. Uh, it was. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a paid option, but if you had the stream, you can like change the language to English. To Spanish. Oh, cool. Um, before we get to Ring of Honor and their final, seemingly final show, Joe Smith the Don asks, "Who would you put on the Mount Rushmore of NXT?" Hmm. Oh, ooh, that's a juicy question. I, okay, I, okay. I do feel like it's probably going to be Ciampa Gargano. I'm going to start there. I'm probably going to put Sami Zayn in there. I got mine. And then I'm going to put Sasha Banks. Interesting. Uh, I think. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, Asuka. Oh, Finn Balor was also there. Asuka was also there. <laughs> I had I had that one ready. <laughs> I, that's why I'm happy you went first. So I yeah. could just pop him off like that. I think I think I have to put Adam Cole because he's their longest reigning champion. He was a major part of you know their height. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think once he kind of lost the title, everything just went to shit. Um, Johnny Gargano instantly for me because he was everything to NXT. Finn Balor was the guy at the very height. He was everything uh, that lifted NXT into that super indie, I feel like. And Asuka's Asuka. I can't, I feel like I can't keep Asuka off. 
My Mount Rushmore, I'm going to revise it. It's going to be Sylvester LaFour, Cora Jade, Boa, and finally it's going to be Pat McAfee. I think there's a lot of disrespect to Pat McAfee and Cora Jade there, and I think it's <laughs> unacceptable. Listen, listen, listen. I the reason I put the reason I put Adam Cole there. He had a great match with that Pat McAfee, so I don't want to hear it. And Pat McAfee was also in War Games last year, and that was insane. And the disrespect to Cora Jade and Pat McAfee, unacceptable. So take it back. Ring of Honor Final Battle, a tagline end of an era here. Uh, Is that really what it's called? Yeah. Uh, happening oh, no. this upcoming Saturday, December 11th at a Baltimore, Maryland, uh, at Chesapeake Employees Insurance or, uh, Arena. Uh, basically, he, they're at, at UMBC like they always are. I've been to this show. It's a greater venue. Pretty good venue. Uh, at the time of recording, they only have five matches here announced. So they went from great venue to, eh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I did a lot. Uh, at the time of recording, they only have five matches announced. So let's go through them real quickly, Scotty. Uh, is it on Friday or Saturday? It's on Saturday. Fuck. Uh, first up. I'll be home. Never mind. First up, grudge match. Shane Taylor versus Kenny King. K-I-N-G King. Any thoughts? Hmm. I don't have many thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> Nothing. Baron uh, Wasteland on K-I-N-G King. I hope Shane Taylor. Taylor promotions continues. Yeah. That's my first thought. My second thought is I think Kenny King loses. Yeah, I don't have much thought here either. Uh, I I don't necessarily care for I was Kenny trying to, you know, K-I-N-G. add content to this yeah, yeah. stream, but I couldn't. <laughs> no, it, this match does nothing for me. And that's I maybe that it's it's a grudge match that does nothing for me, and I don't know. It's a grudge match? Yeah, there's labeling. Is, it oh, is that match. who they attack? Is he uh, I remember. Okay, sure, whatever. Who knows? Speaking of, let's get more interesting. Speaking of Shane Taylor Promotions, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Title Match, Shane Taylor Promotions, Con Moses and O'Shea Edwards taking on the team of The Righteous, Bateman, Bateman, Dutch, and Vincent. Who is going to be the final Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Titles champions? At least for now. Who... It's getting real sketchy about people. Honestly, there people honestly are at this point now, Scotty. I don't know if you've heard listened to the streets too much, but there people are uncertain if Ring of Honor is coming back. I've been pretty set; it's probably not. Yeah. Uh, but so, so we're gonna say who could be, who has probable potential to be the final World Six Man Tag Team Champion. I think they should leave it on Shane Taylor Promotions. Why is that? Uh, I think they've done the work to deserve that. If they are the last champions, I think they've done the work to deserve that. I think they've been very good tag team champions. I think uh, as a group, they've become something really entertaining and really one of the better parts of Ring of Honor. So I think they definitely deserve it. Um, I don't really care for whatever Vincent's doing. No offense to him. I I don't don't like whatever his group is. And I think – I think I think Shane Taylor promotions too. They're, they're very good, and I would like them one to stick together. And I feel like them keeping these titles, maybe they are allowed to roam a little bit. Mm-hmm. I definitely think they should stay. Yeah, I I love Shane Taylor promotions. Like I I was never a huge Shane Taylor guy. 
but then when you mixed him in with Khan and Moses, it was just like it was the right fit. And I mean, I guess that's the whole idea of what Shane Taylor was trying to do is put together a, a, a unit here that can be their own thing. And Khan Moses and O'Shea Edwards, Jesus Christ, these guys are great. Uh, I think they're outstanding. I love the work they do. I, I I love also Bateman, Dutch, and Vincent. I I enjoy their work as well. Um, so I I think this match has all the potential to be an outstanding match. Uh, I honest and let's be honest here, real quickly, Scotty. I think every match on this card has the potential to be an outstanding match. You're gonna look at me weird, but you're gonna tell me that not every single person on the show is going to be putting on the working boots and working their fucking hardest to make this show is the best show it can be. I mean, they will. I just don't know if Shane Taylor and Kenny King are going to get to the point of, you know, three and a half stars. I think that, <laughs> I think the Kenny King match should, should uh, end with uh, him being beaten down or something and then Rhett Titus making the save. So we get the 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 Kenny K I N G King and Red Titus tag team back together one last time. I need you to stop saying Kenny K I N G King. What? It's his name. It's Kenny K I N G King. It's Kenny King. K I N G former Bachelorette uh, contestant. That's correct. Kenny King. But yeah, Shane Taylor promotions are great. I think that they should retain the titles. I wouldn't be surprised if they give it to Bateman, Dutch, and Vincent. It's, I it, can see it if they're. But if they're coming, I don't know. I, 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 I could see it, but I, I would keep it on Shane Taylor. Who the hell knows? Ring of Honor, pure title match. Who would have guessed that they would have brought this title back last year? And here we are at the final show of Ring of Honor. Josh the Goods Woods defending the title against Brian Johnson. AEW Dark competitor Josh Woods, actually. That is, that is correct, sir. Did he win? I don't even know if he won. Mm, I don't think so because he was facing like I think an actual like person, <laughs> like an uh, actual okay. like oh okay this is uh, this is not the uh, <laughs> last pure match I was ready for, but I think they're both you know rather solid. Uh, hopefully it doesn't go as long as the Gresham Woods one went because I don't think they can go that long. Uh, Woods is winning. Uh, I'm going to revise my statement uh, and say that Josh Woods uh, faced Sean Spears. He's still probably lost. Yeah, probably. It's a dark, so he probably lost. He's not signed. Um, or is he? I don't know. The person that tweeted it, out did not say the result of the match. That'd be, that'd be a weird signing to go out of your way to sign. No offense. I agree. Josh Woods is really good. That pure match of Gresham was bad in like a needless drama way. It just didn't work. No. I like Brian Johnson a lot on the mic. His work is also there, but he's not like a, you know, he's not going to win this match. And, you know, Nothing says Ring of Honor like a good mic guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this match has potential to be pretty dece. Nuts? No, just dece. Decent. <laughs> I think I don't know. I, I I like Josh Woods. I think he's good. I like I Brian think we're Johnson. Tired. I, I think we're running out of steam. That's what I think. <laughs> we're like, yeah, yeah. We're I mean, we're talking about a dying brand. It's not very like. It's hard to be excited. It's hard to be excited because 
there's nothing booking wise to look towards you know right. a lot of what the sh- what we try to do sh- the show is like look towards the future in terms of booking and storyline yeah and stars well the future is dead the future like is the ring of honor yeah seemingly dead uh so uh, like i talked about it kind of if very loosely with nwa but in the same kind of vein here this show lives and dies on the quality of its matches there could be i think there's going to be at least one or two title changes um but i don't so far know. i think there's only one really good match on the show i think there's based off of what you've told me i think there's two i think well i think there's three i think i think there's three I think Ooh, the six, high hopes. I, th- I think the six man tag could be pretty good. Is Roxy not on the show? As of right now, no. I assume she's going to be added, but uh, we'll see. She just did Roxy versus Trisha Dorch. Throw stuff against the wall. And... I don't know, actually. If anything, it actually might be Roxy versus. Let's see. Let's look here. Let's see. What do we got here? Yeah, it's either going to be, and I. I believe the Ring of Honor TV show happened yesterday, so I would have to watch it there. Um, How many last-second matches are going to add? Well, it's going to be... The Ring of Honor television show was last night, uh, and so the... Oh. Uh, I don't know who won off of it. Cage match isn't updated. Uh, it's either going to be Mandy Leon or Willow versus Roxy. That is an extreme difference. Yeah. So that's that's dangerous. Yeah. For my why I think it's gonna be Willow. I think it's really gonna be Willow, but you know, we'll see what happens. When we I need there. to cheat and find out if it was. <laughs> I'll oh let you look God. into that as I prep the next match, which is the Ring of Honor World Tag Team title match. The OGK come off of a huge win at NWA Hard Times 2. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett uh defending their titles against the one and only Ring of Honor staples the Briscoes, Jay and Mark Briscoe. It would be an absolute crime, an absolute crime, if Ring of Honor is dying and the final tag team champions aren't the Briscoes. That is my take on this. I think this is actually a very interesting match. I think it can be good because, like you said, they're going to go all out. Uh, I could see, you know, Matt Taven do something stupid because that's, he once in a while just does something crazy then i'm like oh i forgot he could do that last time i checked he is matt taven he is indeed matt taven uh mike bennett's there uh and the briscoes you know as much as uh i don't i don't really know where people stand on the briscoes but they're still very good i think they are very good i think they are and they're already you know teasing a match with ftr and i think it's not it's not crazy to think they are AEW bound following final battle, but them, unlike the disrespectful Jay Lethal, wanted to respect Ring of Honor and finish up there before moving on, which or bouncing. Yeah, yeah. The fact Jay Lethal's like, yeah, I don't want to be on final battle just kind of hurts me a little bit. Like he should be on this final show. And I don't like Jay Lethal's, you know, scumbag and whatnot, but allegedly. But he should be on the last show. I, not. I didn't even think about it, Scotty. Um, but currently he's not on it. And where he's we, not, he said he wasn't we, going to be where we left off in the television tapings was uh, him and the foundation feuding with uh, the righteous with him and Vincent. You would have, yeah, you would have suspected it would be Jay lethal versus Vincent. 
I, I now understand why he said goodbye. Uh, wow. I, I, wow. I, oof. I didn't think about that, but that is fucked up. That's Jay. Tough. That's Jay lethal. Yeah. Another, another knock yeah. on the Jay lethal train. Yeah. Uh, but Briscoe should win. I think OGK are going to have a very good showing. I think the Briscoe are going to have a very good showing. I think this has a chance to uh, surprise a lot of people yeah. in the swan song of ring of honor. And I, yeah, and I agree that I think if there's ever, if there's going to be a title change, it's definitely going to be here. I, you know, it is the kingdom. It is the kingdom after all. And we all know how much ring of honor loves the kingdom, but at the end of the day, it is the Briscoes uh, and having the Briscoes be the final champions of ring of honor means all the more, you know, it is what it is. And it's also, it would also be the culmination of the current Briscoe storyline, you know, yeah. them fighting, bro- broken up, fighting, getting back together, going back up the rankings, getting a title shot, but not, but stuff, stuff doesn't really work out. And then coming back up the rankings, getting the title shot against the kingdom, end of an era, final battle. It makes complete sense. Storyline wise, it makes sense. Complete promotion wise. So I think I think you're right in saying that the Briscoes are probably going to walk away with the titles here. I think they were loyal by a fault. Like they were so loyal to Ring of Honor. Well, they uh, actually l- tried to leave at one point to go to NXT, but uh, you know it's NXT, and they did. They said no. No, there was a time that Triple H wanted them. Really? Too? Yeah, I, I, there, there was, was a time. I looked into that because I thought I thought NXT said no to them. No, I forget. The, something came up. I think. That because I thought I remember that being like signed and delivered, and it just didn't happen. Um, wow. Uh, I'm looking into it right now. It looks like they would have come in around the time of Finn Balor. They chose to stay home. Yeah. So I have it right here uh, by Bleacher Report. So around the time Finn Balor was making the jump from NXT to WWE main roster. Uh, they reportedly discussed going to NXT, but in the end chose to stay home. So again, loyal to a fault. Now, the way WWE handles their tag teams, probably the right decision for them, honestly, back then, because Ring of Honor was still very healthy. Uh, you know, they had the Young Bucks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I think long-term, they were definitely loyal to a fault because they're a very good tag team that may never get their full respect. Um, and I know, again, a lot of people have thoughts on the Briscoes and their uh, beliefs and whatnot. Um, you know, Aaron Riccoboni has said that they are very different from what they used to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm just hopeful that uh, that's true. And I think they're going to have a very good run in AEW when this is all said and done. But they should end as Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. I agree. Well, let's talk about what is more than likely going to be the final match in maybe Ring of Honor history. Again, we have no idea. It's not looking good, but it looks like we don't quite... The verbiage and everything looks weird, so this could be the final match. Bandito, your Ring of Honor world champion, defending that title against none other than the octopus, Jonathan Gresham. I I wrote an entire article on why Jonathan Gresham won should win the ring of honor world championship. It's his destiny. As he said, to make ring of honor pure again, tough, tough, but winning the title, he's making it pure again. Uh, And I think the idea, even if ring of honor goes away, that he is that they kind of just give him this belt. Mm 
and he is able to be the roaming world champion, the true, the real world champion of wrestling, going around the world and defending. You know, we know he's going to Germany in uh, March. Is it March? Mm. He's going to be part of the 16 Garrett Cole uh, Gold Tournament, mm-hmm. which Biff Busick's also going to be a part of. Would love to see Gresham versus Busick. Uh, but I think him going around the world and defending the Ring of Honor world title would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I think... Bringing over to Atlanta and Terminus. Exactly. And I think the road for Gresham to this peak, it needs to be completed. Even if it's the last day that Ring of Honor ever breathe, has a breath, Jonathan Gresham needs to be Ring of Honor world champion. That's the story. There's a story here. And listen, I am big Bandito fan. I think he's great. He doesn't need to win this. It should be Jonathan Gresham. Well, it's not just that. I'm going to argue this real quickly because I'm upset about it. I don't know when Ring of Honor knew that their dying days were coming, right? Yeah. But I liked Bandito being the guy that beat Roosh. I thought it was a great moment, great moment for Bandito to culminate him. But if you look at the booking after Bandito, he's like just been doing a bunch of tag matches on Ring of Honor television. He's not like been doing anything. Granted, what you bi- what do you build around him as we get to the next challenger for the next show? Because you only challenge like he- his only title defense, I believe, was against Alex Zane. Yeah, it was. Um, he has not in had- that four way in that four way. Yeah. Uh oh yeah the death before dishonor show oh he's yeah. actually he actually defended the title a shit ton so he won yeah, it against not on Ring of Honor right he won it against Roost Roosh he had the Glory by Honor show night one defended against Flip Gordon death before dishonor where he defended against Brody King Demonic Flamita and EC3 uh he had a big lucha show where he defended it against Matt Taven and then on television he defended against Alex Zane. I don't know. It I get, these are go, all good defenses. I guess that crumbles my argument a little bit. But you know, even then, you know, it, it's kind of just like he's having matches. They're not really building a story around this guy. The story is around Jonathan Gresham. I think it's got to be Jonathan Gresham. I think you'd be a fool to not put the title on Jonathan Gresham. I don't think Ring of Honor has truly elevated Bandito by making him champion. Jonathan Gresham, it means more to the finality of this promotion to have yeah. it be Jonathan Gresham. Yes, it it, it goes without saying. Uh, I think he needs to be the last champion. Mm-hmm. He should be the last champion. Uh, and, you know, he already has some goals coming up in the new year. He's got, like I said, the uh, 16 karat gold tournament and then he has his own promotion in terminus with baron black which has a lot of big names going to the show gonna be a very pure based show it looks like like me and, i'm a big name going to that show well you're going to the show you're not part of the show well, uh well, you're you a fan you're not part of the show you don't know that uh, according, according to according to tna i'm part of the show right sure uh but i think gresham needs to win here and uh, it'll be a good way to cap off what very well uh, could be the end of Ring of Honor as we know it. 
Yes, yes, indeed. I think Gresham's going to win this one. Um, I, I'd be interested to see what happens to Ring of Honor after all this. I, I, I do not know. Do you think we're going to get any fun surprises? Any any fun Ring of Honor historic surprises at this show? I really hope we do. I really hope we do. Uh, I, I think it would be... I know it's very different now because a lot of the historics, uh, they weren't part of the Sinclair era. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, just one night, just it's a lot cares? of people. There's a lot of people that can be there that are, yeah, in theory like, available. There's so many, so many of wrestling's main eventers now came from Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And it would be a shame. It would be an absolute shame if they didn't have anyone show up. Yeah. Listen, you got Brian Danielson who could show up. Tony Khan's not going to be like, no, you can't show up. You got CM Punk who could show up. Mm-hmm. You got the only three-time Ring of Honor world champion, Adam Cole. He could show up. Mm-hmm. Unless, I don't know if that's still true. It feels true. So I'm going to keep going with it. Uh, you have just all these names. Uh, Bobby, the Young Bucks. Young Bucks. Bobby Fish. This is just, you, yeah, you exactly. Could, uh, you could say Jay Lethal. Probably not. No, he's not showing up. Screw um, him. And who knows? He, he and, and also, who knows how many video packages we get? You could you could get Rocky Romero there. You get video packages from people in NXT. Homicide. Homicide could be there easily. Feels like a layup. Well, yeah. he's part of the brand, isn't he? Yeah. So, um, but he should be. There. I mean, he's not on the card yet, so he definitely should be there. Um, Brody King doesn't have a match either, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a lot of just history that you know you can play into. In the show, yeah, yes. I think you should. Yeah. If you Slex can. the business and vid- doing uh, a video the, package. If WWE wanted to just you know let Samoa Joe go, that'd be cool. They won't. They won't. I just remembered he was signed there. Uh, oh yeah, he could do it. I could see them doing like a video thing, like some get yeah. so you can get Samoa Joe and yeah. Stardom and- uh, did that. They let uh, WWE let Io Shirai send the video mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. and Kyrie Hojo. So. Yeah. I know that is so, I know that's slightly I, different circumstances, but still. Well, that was an anniversary. This is a yeah, Ring of Honor's death. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it should be. It's just so sad because next year was the anniversary show, the 20th. Yeah. It's the 20th. Yeah. Uh, that, I that's, for the, sure. that's the thing, is like I wonder if they're gonna do a 20th anniversary show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I don't that would have been a nice final show. Yeah, that would have been a great final show. But I but final battle, but, but final battle also really works as a great final. It show. does, it does. It's not a very. Uh, I feel like this show does not. It doesn't highlight how great Ring of Honor was for the majority of twenty years. Yeah, and I wish it did. I really wish it did. I really wish. Uh, I would love if they just did a impromptu like match of you know former ring of honor world champions or somehow or just something random let's get christopher daniels in there versus rocky room oh let's do it let's get wait hold on are they all available what's that what's the first ever one christopher daniels low-key that aj styles is the third one dang i think so yeah we'll get it we'll get an aj styles replacement i don't know someone call up ace austin (laughs) (laughs) 
Interesting. <laughs> I like Ace Austin. I do too. I do too. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> anyways. No, yeah. I, I think there's potential that we could have a lot of historic surprise visits. You know, there are we'll a lot of them. Nothing. A lot of them are available. I wouldn't be surprised if it's nothing. You We're know? just going to get a debut with Braun Strowman. Look, look if, if W. <laughs> EC3 is going to come out and he's going to turn the lights off, cheer style. Um, and he's going to say. This is my what, what was this thing? What is this? I don't even remember what's the thing. I don't fucking narrative. 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 Whatever the stupid thing is. Look, All right. If well, if, if WWE run. can't get the rock. Oh, uh, you know who's gonna show up? <laughs> Moose. <laughs> Moose. That man always shows up. I, he doesn't go away. If I was if I was if I was Sinclair broadcasting, if I was I'd shut the TV off. No no no. I would I would get the rock on video at least. <laughs> Uh, WWE, look what we did. We got The Rock. I, I did it for The Rock. Oh, I 100% would get The Rock. Why not? Fuck it, dude. We're going out on a bang. <laughs> that makes no sense. He'd be like, I have no idea who I'm talking to. Yeah. Uh, oh, is this? Oh, is is who is this? Oh, they're dying. Oh, shit. That's so sad. Yeah, it's an entire promotion. Oh, How, do you that's think, not do great. You, do you think The Rock knows of Ring of Honor? Yes, I, I think The Rock's very much understand. I mean, he wrestled CM Punk. I'm gonna hope he knows Ring of Honor. That's the only Ring of Honor wrestler he's ever wrestled. Sounds right. Yeah, it sounds right. Uh, I can't say for certain, but it was our truth ever in Ring of Honor. He was in TNA. He was a former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Uh, was Eric Rowan. <laughs> Eric Rowan. <laughs> That's The Rock's final match, buddy. There's like a giant ass fly on my window right now. All right. That's that means uh, it's time to leave, everybody. Yeah, the end of the show we've, with a giant we've ass We've overstayed our welcome. We've talked about a lot. But next week, here, this is a new segment I'm adding. Next week, here's what you are ready to uh you should expect. We're gonna be reviewing NXT War Games, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. Final battle. Mm-hmm. New Japan's best of the Super Junior finals. Preview. Nope. I think it nope. literally happens this week. No, it happens <laughs> the 15th. Huzzah! Which Great. is the same day as winter is coming. That's good, though. That means we'll have more content. So we'll be previewing best of the Super Juniors. We'll be previewing winter is coming. Uh, if we have time for all of this, we can also preview Stardom Osaka Super Wars. Holy shit, time is flying. Well, no, that's on the 18th. Yeah. that We record on the 12th, and then the next time we record is the 19th. So the preview for Osaka oh my Super Wars. God. Time is flying. I mean, the Osaka Super Wars, it's three. It's, we only have to preview three matches. I think we could do that. Uh, is that it? Is that uh, it? I hope that's it. That's a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't quite remember how how big of a show this is, but GCW Blood on the Hills is also on the 17th. Uh, Every show that they have seems relatively big. I have no idea anymore. Uh, is that it? Is that it? Please? Oh, this We're- is going to be a huge show because it has Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona versus Ali Catch and Effie. Big show. All right, cancel the show. Nope, we are not talking about that. We, I can't. No. No, no, no. On top of everything else, we can't fit GCW in. I'm sorry. That's not a big yeah. enough show to fit to fit on top of Stardom, AW, New Japan, NXT, and Ring of Honor. 
which we all have to squeeze in two hours, which he already were not able to squeeze everything in today. Yeah, we're already hours. 10 minutes over, so and we only talked about three things, and we really just rambled on. Yeah, it was I, a lot of it's because we talk about NWA. That's why. Just, <laughs> what do you blame an NWA hard times two for, my dude? All right, uh, you want to do the stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, let's let's end it with our plugs. It's the end of the month, so we have some matches of the month for you folks. So, Scotty, what were your best three matches? In no particular you know, order. You, you always ask me numbers, and I always have like one thing ready. All right, this month was the eleven. It was the eleven number. That is correct. All right, I had nothing enter my top ten matches of the year, so that's oh tough. I but got, I got, I got, uh, I got my three. Uh, I got my three. I got my three. All right, all right. Uh, in no particular order. Yes. Uh, Utami Hayashida versus Suzuki from Kawasaki Super Wars. Uh, Ice Ribbon, Sakushi Haruka versus Suzu Suzuki from the 28th. And from House of Glory, Born Again, Amazing Red versus Will Ospreay. In no particular order, of course. I just, I honestly just made sure to find three. And I, and I will concur that those definitely were my favorites. Three matches of the month. Lots of good wrestling uh, from November, even though it was kind of a weaker month. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I noticed our... Let me pull up our stat thing here, too, as well. I think uh, we had we had a light month in terms of you and I watch, watching wrestling. All up. Uh, not all up. Uh, when did, when did uh, AEW's oh, pay-per-view happen? In November. In oh. November. Eddie yeah. Kingston and uh, CM Punk were a very close fourth. Well, I'll talk about that real quick because my three matches were Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk at full gear. Also, the Will Ospreay versus Amazing Red match. I told you when that match happened, I was like, you got to watch this. I'm glad you did. I literally watched it this week. And I was like, this is absurd. I loved the finish. And I absolutely adored it. My other big match that I really loved was MJF versus Darby Allin. I actually really liked that match. It's a great match. It was a really good match. Um, yeah, you and I had a very light month in terms of watching wrestling. Uh, like on average, Scotty, uh, looking at looking at my math here, on average, you watch like roughly 262 matches a month. Uh, in November, you only watch 207. Wow. Yeah. You were I'm surprised I watched 207. You were super low. You were super Wait, what low. did you watch? Uh, my average is 226. I watched in November 223. Oh, so yeah, you're not catching up. No. <laughs> no, I believe I believe I have to that watch. your chance to yeah. absolutely just yeah. get I back. In the, in, and I did not I, get to it. Uh, the I match have, race has been fun, but... Uh, I can't. We'll, 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 lie. we'll officially close it out at the end of the year. We'll, yeah. There's a good chance we might have an entire episode that's just year end awards and match race yeah. ending. Yeah, I look forward to uh, next year where I can like watch matches from different years again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I've been dying, dying to go back and watch like Shibata stuff, and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> 
I have the same exact thing, which is like, man, this is a great idea. But then I realized, like, I shit, I can't watch anything older than this the year. The amount of creative ideas I've put on hold for the entire year just because of this match race would be mind-boggling. But it had to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's rough. Uh, I, I'm looking at my math. Uh, I need to ha- watch 338 matches uh uh more than me if you watch nothing for the rest of the month i need to watch 338 matches to beat you this show would be really bad if that's what happens (laughs) the next four weeks uh well speaking of year-end awards just do a quick quick little plugs uh next week we'll (laughs) i am the plug i don't know when we would do it we might not do it but Countout is doing the year-end awards, and we're going to reveal the results of that. We Should may we record two episodes, maybe in one week. Might like I'm not kidding. That might have to be the answer. We should we should discuss that because because there's this problem of once the last week comes, Stardom has their major pay per view, yeah, and then the week after, New Japan has three fucking nights of Wrestle Kingdom, and. It's just well unbelievable. We'll we'll figure out when we get there. But the year end awards voting uh, is going to take place the nineteenth to the first. So we can the, that second show, the January second. That's when we would ha- record, presumably. Okay. okay. Um, which which we would be able we would preview all of Wrestle Kingdom and review Stardom and whatever other show is happening. So WWE Day One. Which I may go to. I may go to. The cards look shaping up that I might go to it. As much as I hate WWE. But you're talking a match there is Brock Lenza versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like E versus Seth. <laughs> yeah. Something else. And Big E versus Seth versus Kevin Owens. Oh uh, yeah. Like those are good. The Usos versus the New Day. That's guaranteed <laughs> so, to so be good. I'm, I'm sort of like, you know, maybe I should go to this show. <laughs> Um, I don't know. That's a good show to go to. I would actually go to that. Well, what I was going to say is that we would, if we have time, we can reveal the nominees next week because everyone in Countout should have their nominations in by the 10th. So the 12th is when we record. So maybe. Wait a minute. What? You want me to have my match of the year before Sherry and Utami wrestle again? Look, man. That is part of the year. I know, I know, but we need to get our nominations in before the voting starts. <laughs> but I think I need, I think I need a. Well, okay, whatever. well, we, that's well, not, no, we'll have it, for voting. That's fair. Never mind. We might, we'll get our nominations in on the tenth, and it might, yeah. I might, and then we'll we'll reveal the nominations on. It's the It's fine. Everything that I pick is not going to get voted, so I don't really care. We'll, 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 everyone count ask the other nominations on the 10th, but then we'll reveal that we can reveal the nominations on the 19th, which is the first day of voting when that happens. Um, this is all behind the scenes nonsense, people. Um, we can do that then. In that way, also, if anyone's late, then I can get them in, I can get the shit together, um, get the article and all that. All this, oh, do you mean me? Well, yeah, I, well, I only got one person in so far, uh, so hopefully we'll get more in throughout the week, and I'm starting to think of who I can have. But well, should we I mean, I don't want to necessarily say the categories cuz it's it's typical year-end categories, I guess. But we'll get to it all like when we do the nominations in 2 weeks. Next week, we don't have time to do it next week anyways. Next week's a ginormous show. So we don't fucking Oh have my time. god. We're going 3 hours. <laughs> yeah, next week's enormous, so we got to figure that out first. Thank god I don't work next week. Oh. That's oh. true. That's going to be a thick one, thick boy. <laughs> 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 
like Jonah. <laughs> Let's. Remember, do you remember when? Uh, what's his name? You're. We are way over. Bron- and Bronson <laughs> Reed used to wear the thick boy on his tights. Yeah, he used to be called the thick boy. Thick and yet, boy. and yet, yet he was shocked when WWE released him. Yet he, for ha- half of his run there, he went by Thick Boy. Yeah, this is true. Plugs. Scotty, where can people find you? Follow me at Scott E. Wrestling on Twitter. Don't follow me anywhere else. Follow me at Ryan Nightsey on Twitter. You can follow the show at Countout Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at Thick Boy. There's a couple C's in there. <laughs> <laughs> also buy uh ring of honor ring of honor ring post radio stickers yeah on the count up pod website maybe someday you'll be able to buy more merch of ring post radio but for now you can buy stickers and other count out merch yeah buy some merch and then we can make start i buy some merch so that i could buy the t-shirts for ring post radio so that we can sell those t-shirts it's all it's it's all that stuff. Uh, anyways, uh, that is it for Ring Post Radio. We want to appreciate everyone for sticking with us all this time, both our live audience on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, but also anyone that's listening to the podcast at home. If you like what you heard at home, uh, consider not even consider just go out of your way and subscribe to the podcast, getting your feed every single Sunday. Um, and we love you all, and we will talk to you all next week for a ginormous show. So strap in, folks. This has been a Count Out Podcast.